Namaste and welcome back to another episode of The Sapient. And today on the show, we have Mr. Brendan. Welcome, Brendan. It's nice to be here. I also like the name. I don't, a Sapient. I, uh-huh. I just, oh, I like that name. Thank you very much. Um, you know, because it was a very uh, deep thought kind of name. You know, it just called for it. So, uh, you know, I grabbed it. So how are you today, Brendan? I'm good. It's a, it's a little, it's a little rainy, but the rain is going to give. And I just got back from a walk. So my, my brain is prepped and ready for whatever we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And how is life? That is a bigger question. Uh, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like I've talked to a lot of people through the years. I'm 48 now, and I think I figured out I have this pathological need to question what my purpose, what the meaning of life is, and what is the universe, and why are we all here, and is there a God, and all those big questions, and uh, I, I can't seem to stop asking them. Mm-hmm. So the problem is when somebody asks me how I am, I never have a proper answer because I always feel like I'm in this weird state of flux and uncertainty. Um, and so then what I have to do is I have to track back and they're like, well, the last thing I did, which is what I did with you, uh, it's raining and, uh, it's nice. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine. It's warm enough in my apartment. Um, <laughs> I just never have a good answer because I feel like I sort of, I'm mm-hmm. constantly questioning everything in my head. Got it. You know, I had a philosophical friend and, um, whenever I used to ask him, you know, like how is life? You know, his, his answer was very simple. He he would say, I'm just floating through time. <laughs> just floating through. That's gentle too. Like some people I think could give a more aggressive answer. Like, you know, I'm at war with life, but life hasn't won. But no, he's just like, I'm floating through time. Yeah. He's like, you know, like I have no control over it. I have no, um, you know, control over the direction it's going to flow in. So I'm just, you know, floating in time. I have a huge question surrounding his point, because while I agree with his point, we are just Mm -hmm. floating through time. That's one side of the coin. And when you flip the other side of the coin, there Mm -hmm. is an entire history of human beings Mm -hmm. with consciousness and with agency. So human beings who think I have a consciousness, a consciousness Mm -hmm. that plans something, and then a consciousness that does something. And then on the Mm -hmm. other side, you have his response, which is, uh, we're just floating through time or like, you know, the Dow mm-hmm. is just flowing through you. And the thing you need to do is get out of the way. Yeah. I feel when I look out at the world today, I see mm-hmm. these two conflicting mindsets. I feel like they're conflicting a lot of the time mm-hmm. there. I feel like they're in serious conflict these days with people who want it to be the way he said, mm-hmm. we're floating through time. <clears throat> Whatever I am and I'm doing is good enough. Whatever I mm-hmm. am and doing in this moment is exactly what I should be. How do I know? Because it is what I'm doing. And then on the other Mm -hmm. side, you have all these people who are really pushing for be stronger, be better, be more productive. You've got a plan. The world is chaos. You've got to bring Mm -hmm. some order to chaos. And uh, I I can't, I don't think either one's probably right, but I I Mm -hmm. think the answer is we, without an absolute answer for what is this universe for? Why Mm -hmm. are we here? Then I think both those answers are probably good answers. Yes, I agree with you Um, because, you know, how I think about it is because, um, you know, like I am not as young as you, you know, I'm just uh, 26 right now. So I haven't seen shit compared to you. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, here is what I think about it. You know, like you cannot be on the extremes of it. You know, you cannot say it doesn't matter and you can say and you can also not say, you know, it matters way too much. 
because if you just look at the history right you know today people feel elon musk is a very great uh, person you know and you know like all these scientists have done so much for humanity but you know like you know there have been you know billions and billions of humans uh, as a species you know we have done so much yet we don't remember that much right we have a very short span right. of life and also attention so it's like you know it's like black and white you know we need to use both of the paints to balance it out you know we cannot just stay black or white right i have a friend who is very she exactly what you just said you you uh it's about mm -hmm. balance and moderation, which is kind of this governing value in her life. She really loves balance. And balance is not one of my primary values, but I see the value in it. I find myself throughout life constantly banging off both sides. So I get too mm -hmm. upset or anxious about the control I can exert in my life and what I'm supposed to be doing every day of every moment, mm -hmm. every second, you're supposed to be doing something because you're getting better, helping people, mm -hmm. making more money, whatever it whatever it is you're supposed to be working mm -hmm. on something all the time using your time as your friend says that yes i'm flowing through time well you're supposed to grab every second of that time and and then i bounce off the other side i can't mm -hmm. take that anymore so then i wander back to where your friend is which is mm -hmm. we're kind of born along on this stream of time and we if you actually look at the way life mm -hmm. unfolds i mean a lot of the things mm -hmm. we expect to happen don't happen. And then things that we don't expect to happen do happen. Yes. Life is very unpredictable. Um, so I don't know that balance you're talking about. It's very difficult for me, I think, because it's so mm -hmm. fun and you can get such a high off either completely giving up mm -hmm. or sitting down with charts and Excel spreadsheets and a calendar and a planner and saying, I'm going to, mm -hmm. God, I'm going to do all the things and I'm going to maximize my time. I bounce off those edges constantly and I have trouble finding that middle. Mm -hmm. I think, I think I also kind of, I'm like that, but I feel like, you know, balance is quite important for me um, because I, sometimes, you know, I like chaos <laughs> and I like chaos in terms of creativity, you know, but in general life, I don't like chaos. Like I need things to be a little bit planned out at least. And I am the worst planner ever. Like, I can admit to that. Like, you would not find a uh, in a worse planner than me <laughs> in terms of time and time management and all these things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I get uh, because uh, I have an interview tomorrow too, you uh, know, on a podcast, and uh, I got anxiety today, thinking, <laughs> okay, it was today. Like, I'm I'm so bad at it. <laughs> uh, is I have also found my evolving relationship with this. So the other weird thing about consciousness, we think we know so many things about the universe, but in one respect, there's all this dark matter, dark energy There's basically a bunch of matter and energy that is unexplained for in our theories on the macro level, the smartest physicists in the world don't know what all this unexplained mass or energy is. What is it? Where is it? Why is it there? How do we account for it? So at the biggest, the biggest parts of the universe, we don't understand how the universe works. We don't understand where it came from. We don't understand where it's going. And we literally don't understand mm -hmm. what's in it right now. And then on the micro level, human mm -hmm. beings being conscious, this sense we have of being conscious and different from other mm -hmm. animals, we cannot pin mm -hmm. down exactly what that is. Is it an illusion generated? Mm -hmm. Is it competing modules inside the brain that create all together create like this sensation of consciousness. 
So we don't understand yeah. the universe. And then down, we literally don't understand how mm-hmm. I am thinking now and think I'm me. And I think you're you. And we're both under this illusion or reality. We don't understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I would like to like um, uh, talk about this in two different points. You know, yesterday, I think I had Mr. Ross. Uh, he runs his own podcast called Daru Project. Um, it's about, you know, like philosophy, life and everything. And, um, you know, we were discussing a similar thing where I said, you know, like we like to boast that, you know, <laughs> we know about space and, you know, space time continuum and all this shit. Yet we do not understand how many species exist in the sea. <laughs> you know, sea that is, you know, literally surrounding us and we don't know how many species are there. And we even do not know how those species are surviving sometimes. And, um, you know, because of, you know, let's say the discoveries and, um, you know, experiments, we still don't know our own sea. And we like to boast that, you know, uh, yeah, we have pretty much figured out what space is because we just left this fucking tiny telescope in the space. And, you know, we looked that space. I'm like, <laughs> dude, like, come on. Like, you don't know, you don't know what lives in Pacific Ocean. And you're, you're telling me that, you know, like, across the you know screen of god that you know it's that the famous image that nasa released they're like you know yeah we know how stars you know like um form and everything i'm like no you don't you probably have a theory about it right because it's like it's like you know like let's say 100 or 200 years ago if you if you went to africa and you, you saw african elephants right and then you came to asia and you said you saw asian elephants and if you went to a third person and said, you know, I saw elephants, right? That person could not com- yes. comprehend what an elephant is. Even if you, even if you drew it, even if you showed it in a very extensive manner, they would not understand it. You know, this is why I simple. think probably exactly what you're saying there. Well, you, you brought language into it. And I wonder if, mm-hmm. however, we evolved over time, we have these important modules in our brain that we have a we have what looks like a more sophisticated, well, I don't know. Bees have a very, I just watched this documentary about bees. You know, they have this waggle dance and they can tell you where oh, it yes. is, what's yes. there. And they do it by the energy yes. with which they mm-hmm. do their dance. Tells the other bees, oh, this bee's got something. Yes. We should go do this. So obviously there are very sophisticated Correct. levels of communication in the animal kingdom. But our level of language mm-hmm. where we do what you're we we try, we t- I see something and I try to relay it to you and then you can build an image in your head of what that is and sort of try to figure that out. It's yes. so fraught with error. Mm-hmm. So as you pointed out, I see some elephants. I go tell someone I saw an elephant. Mm-hmm. That person does not have a proper idea of what an elephant is. They, mm-hmm. It's yes. so fraught with error. And yet it seems like we, it must be successful because we look for patterns and we look for meanings and we try to mm-hmm. make stories, cause and effect stories out of everything around us. It's like even people that don't tell stories, mm-hmm. if you sit down with them and ask them to tell you something, eventually they're going to wind up telling you a story. We tell stories. Here, Here's a thing that happened. Here's a thing that happened. It led to this yes. thing. It led to this thing. Yeah. I don't, exactly. we're such weird yes. creatures. We're built for mystery. We're built for trying to like, this whole universe is incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm going to make up stories about it. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, Brendan, I think um, because you brought consciousness up, um, you know, in 2000, I think in not even 2000, I think it was in 1989, there was a debate between a okay. neurologist and a philosopher. 
and um, you know philosopher made a bet saying in next 25 years you know even after 25 years of you know like neural research and everything you know scientists cannot figure out consciousness right and that <laughs> neurologist right who said no it will be it, it you know it would it would have happened recently came out in a tweet and said you know what it's been heck more of than a, like 24 25 year period and we still don't know shit about consciousness you know we are still like as clueless as we were back then i don't that so i think um you know i three and a half years ago i had a job for like more than 13 years the longest job i ever had and then the last crew of us were laid off three mm-hmm. and a half years ago right before covid and i've done a lot of freelancing mm-hmm. and i've done a lot of things in the community and with my religious community and tried a lot of things but it's given me a lot of time to think and it's not necessary i have not come to conclusions mm-hmm. but i have spent time basically mm-hmm. rolling around in my head these fundamental problems but they're not mm-hmm. the pro- the worst mm-hmm. part is they're not resolving because in my opinion as i kind of said there are competing arguments for how the universe works and they don't seem to be mm-hmm. absolute you can't settle on one and the other one's definitely not true they seem to be both kind of true or they're like a prism you can look at the world through or two sides of the same coin whatever it is but it might be just my personality that mm-hmm. likes uncertainty but i i just can't find i can't find purchase i can't find a place where things are for sure true and this is absolutely true and as you said it's kind of like the balance thing where mm-hmm. one of one of my favorite uh thinking philosophies is stoicism and stoicism sort of sorts things into well these are the things you can control and these are the mm-hmm. things you cannot control and you need yes. to be clear about what those are that seems to me some attempt to like what you talked about kind of get through the balance between acknowledging mm-hmm. lack of control and exerting yes. some control yeah definitely because it's it's almost like that statement right it's it's like controlled chaos you know uh, it's like surfing you know you really think that you're in control but that yeah. <laughs> wave is carrying my ass through the water and you know even the slightest disturbance can dis- disbalance sorry imbalance me and i dare to think or you know the person who is surfing dares to think that they are in total control when they're not that you know you mentioned this uh chaos controlled chaos and how it wraps mm-hmm. up in creativity and that surfer is the perfect example where that surfer practices mm-hmm. for many many years to yes. be able to make small decisions either mm-hmm. subconsciously or consciously mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. order to surf that wave in a certain way because i can surf too all you have to do is get on a board paddle out to the water and then if you can stand on the board then weren't you surfing mm-hmm. but this person wants to surf better <laughs> and that means just like you said some things are out of your control but this person practices all the time to somehow get muscle yes. memory they're trying to do something and mm-hmm. they're trying to do it better in some way and they have control mm-hmm. over some things and not control over others uh here's my problem when i hit that wall where i think mm-hmm. ah balance um sometimes it's fun to have controlled chaos and creative chaos sometimes it's fun to lose control sometimes it's fun to exert control mm-hmm. what do you do about overall if you climb out to the macro level if you look at the universe mm-hmm. there are some people who say the universe is kind and that the universe mm-hmm. has that intends good for us so this is sort of a hope that people mm-hmm. have and some people say they've experienced something where they felt some kind of energy or they heard a voice talk to them or whatever it happened to be 
-hmm. when you look out at the universe all the way to that macro level where you don't understand anything, mm -hmm. nihilism, the fact that this doesn't mean anything has a very strong intellectual pull for me. What do you, how do you, what do you do about the philosophy or how do you approach the philosophy? Life is meaningless. So um, let me tell you, you know, like a little bit a small story. Um, you know, uh, in, in Sanatana Dharma or Hinduism, you know, we have a practice called as uh, Gurukul. Okay. Gurukul is like a study of religious texts, but away from civilization. Like you have to go into a forest, you have to follow a teacher and, you know, you have to learn it. Right. So, um, you know, I was a, one of those fortunate people, you know, who got that opportunity. And, um, you know, actually what happened was, you know, like we used to stay in the forest where we had wild elephants and... Um, you know, when I say wild elephants, people think like, you know, like 10, 15 elephants, maybe, you know, but yeah. they do not have any idea because elephants live in thousands of numbers. You know, one herd can go up to, you know, 400, 500, especially where there is no threat of, um, you know, a predator uh, number can go really high. Yeah. So near our, uh, near where I was staying, let's say it was a hostel, let's say in forest. So there was a herd of around 300 and 80 plus elephants and it was height of the summer and um you know like we used to we kids we were um given direction like you know how, how we light campfires so we used to light very big like you know like 10 15 20 feet high fires to scare away the elephants okay not just um, like a campfire but like they almost like I feel like the word pyre, we talk about funeral pyres. Yes, yes, you see that where they're, exactly. they're going to burn a body. So it's like mm -hmm. all the wood you can find. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the fucking wood you can find and the highest of heights that you can uh, you know, push that fire to kind of thing. So, um, you know, one, one night it was my duty to light the fire. Um, <laughs> I feel very silly telling this. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, we had a fucking a bullshit of a car, uh, you know, like, the worst car you know it did not have enough speed or anything like it was a hopeless thing ever okay and this fire can probably last for three to four hours so you have to be very careful when you light it up because if there is no elephant to light it up you just spent like two days preparing it it's just waste of time right so um, you know elephants make sounds make noise and you can feel the vibration in the jungle um, because we used to walk barefoot so you have that kind of sensation with the that connection with nature, right? Where you understand, um, you know, vibrations, movements, and smells, and all these things. So, um, you know, my guru, uh, my teacher told, right? Like, okay, elephants are near, go light the fire. Okay. And, um, you know, the car was like 100 meters away, let's say. Okay. So, um, you know, he said, okay, light the fire. And me being that pupil who has to follow it, right? I just, because, you know, it was, I had so much trust in my uh, teacher. I said, okay, you know, let's go do it. And uh, there was a small stick where there was a fire that you had to take it and light, light the, you know, the big uh, uh, wood stack. Sure. So, you know, I took, I took that small fire and I went near the wood stack. Right. And in, in, in forest, you can't see shit. Like if someone is like four feet away from you, you cannot see them. You know, like people people don't have that idea i think because we live in uh, concrete jungles yeah we're thinking the place the trees that get planted get planted in a line or there's mm -hmm. there's a, 
but where trees are allowed to grow naturally, you got small yes. trees, big, medium trees, big trees, and it fills uh -huh. the whole place up. Yeah. Yeah, and also it's very dark. It's like it's like absolute dark. Like let's say if you if you uh, held your hand in front of your face, yeah, you know, you could not see your hand. Like that that's the level of darkness. And even if you have a fire in your hand, you can probably see one to one and a half feet in front of you. That's like what half a stride. Yeah. You know, sorry, one to two strides. You know that if you take, that's it. You can see. So I went. Okay, I bent uh, to uh, lit the fire. Okay, and I smelled an elephant. <laughs> okay, I I smelled the fucking elephant, and I dared to look up, and that elephant was probably like four to five feet away from me. You know. Which is just one one footstep of an elephant. If the, if the elephant wants you to die, you are about to die. Yes, yes, and it was not like one or two, right? It was a whole damn um, <laughs> group of them. So, and uh, you know, my teacher also noticed. Uh, I don't know how he could see from so far, but he said that you know, like light the fire and fucking run, like do not stay there. <laughs> right. Okay. I and I I froze because you know. That elephant is like, you know, 15, 16 feet. It, it's a very uh, high elephant. And, you know, me being a kid, I am no, I, I am nowhere near to, you know, like co being confident. So I lit the fire. Okay. And the elephant started breathing heavily out of its trunk. You know, that means it's time to go. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm about to whoop your ass kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, the driver who was sitting in the car, he started the car. You know, I almost felt like it was a bank chase, you know, bank heist chase. And that guy, you know, like started the car and started rolling it. Because he knew, right? Because if if the car gets in the middle, you know, four people can be injured. So uh, he started the car and my my teacher said, run. Okay. that That's all he said. He said in, in, in my language, he said, run. And I still remember I turned. Okay. And I started running so fast. At a, a certain point, I overtook the car itself. I still remember that very vividly. <laughs> <laughs> You're running faster than that's how bad, and you were probably weren't even think about it. it. You didn't have to tell yourself to run; you just mm -hmm. ran. Yeah, and also it's it's a mangrove forest. So mangrove forest, one of the uh, you know prominent feature is it has thorns, you know, like big thorns from trees and uh, small plants also. And so there is, you are stepping on thorn, you know, like thorn is like just your, uh, your, your best friend. <laughs> it will, it will stick you anywhere. Yes. I still remember running through that bush and, uh, you know, it was cutting me, but you know, because of adrenaline, I did not feel, I just ran and ran and ran. I ran almost like three kilometers. That's like one, one mile or something. I think more than one mile. And I did not even realize that I ran that much, you know, so you know, coming to the point that you you were saying, right? Like, how do we understand? You know, even our communication was, is so fatal. I was convinced you were not going to be able to bring that story back around to what we were talking about. But mm -hmm. okay, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It, it it's a kind of long ass story. So you know, like you were saying, right? Like we do not understand how we we communicate with each other, right? But you know, even still today, I think that that elephant knew. That, you know, like this fucking insignificant organism is disturbing me, you know, and I have all the capacity to destroy it. 
yet you know it thought of you know like <laughs> it, it was like it saw it as unnecessary action um and i think that is what keeps you know even humans in check uh, because um you know no matter what feminists like to say you know nature is a game of strong and weak right yeah so that kind of ability of humans to understand those complex situations where strong and weak is not essentially physical but also um, you know psychological or philosophical or even you know from the standpoint of a religion right i think that's the key to our civilization but but it's interesting I, so first of all i want to ask about the storytelling because that's curious mm-hmm. uh, but i saw so but i started with nihilism like life mm-hmm. is meaningless your story can be spun as meaningless the fact that that mm-hmm. the fact that we have consciousness or that the mm-hmm. elephant um used its threat making capabilities instead of its violence in that moment you'd be like mm-hmm. what was the point of all that well there is no point whether mm-hmm. you whether ganesh lived or died in the forest whether that herd of elephants saw the fire or didn't see the fire, i mean it's just a bunch of meaningless data floating through the universe it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything so why do you is there any place where you sit where you're like mm-hmm. i know for sure that mm-hmm. this universe my existence mm-hmm. this means something for sure or do, are you uh-huh. also uncertain yeah so um that's why i gave you that elephant story because you know it's like it's like this right um you know you you take a group photo of you know like 30 people yes right and you are in the group let's say and when i hand you the picture right you're going to zoom it on yourself sometimes right right that does not mean you you, you do not acknowledge that other people exist you're like you know let me see myself first and then you know like i will i will look at others right it's all about you know preferences so this thought of you know it doesn't matter of course every every human being at some point of life you know they acknowledge that you know it doesn't fucking matter because if if our evolution was even 10% slower we, we would not right. be uh, you know alive today so you know that that's 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 the point that i am getting to is you know like it's like you cannot only think about macro you cannot just say you know like billions of people and you know billions of years have been um you know like the time is so vast and we live for so yeah like so so less kind of uh, you know it doesn't matter but also it's the it, it, i think it's similar to that photo where you know you do zoom into your own so that micro i think balances out that macro and i totally do not agree with anhelism because it's like you know like it, that's a universal truth right you know <laughs> it doesn't matter is the universal truth but we tend to enjoy these small moments that <clears throat> okay that's that's interesting does that mean at the macro level it's awful <clears throat> and mm-hmm. it reminds me there's this current mm-hmm. trend right now to be into hp lovecraft and cosmic horror and the whole point of cosmic horror is there are beings and forces beyond our mm-hmm. our understanding that are so beyond understanding that they are neither good nor bad they're simply beyond us and they could lay waste mm-hmm. to the universe in a microsecond or we could go on for eons more it's just at some point the whole universe will be crushed by these forces mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it so is the macro bad but then you the micro that thing mm-hmm. about i have this story i was in the mangrove forest and mm-hmm. i ran from this elephant and this story mm-hmm. gives me joy to think about it was mm-hmm. this incredible moment so on the micro level is yes. that it oh you're 
then is it hedonism where it's like, well, find all the ways you can have fun and have meaningful moments. And that's all you're supposed so, to do. Here is my point of view, right? You said that, you know, like this horrorism that people are thinking yeah. about this. I think this comes from urbanization oh. because if, if you look at nature, okay, human is the only useless piece of shit in, in the nature. Like <laughs> really, right? Our skin is so fucking thin. Okay. We do not have claws. We do not have, you know, like canine teeth. We do not have, you know, very good sensing ability. And we are, let's be honest. We are not that, um, you know, we are not that good in endurance anymore. You know, we just suck at every fucking thing that nature ranks to be surviving. Right. So I feel like, you know, like this kind of horrorism doesn't need to come because if you just go to forest, you understand we are truly the baby of the nature, you know, because people, people say, right. Like the sloth is very slow and you know, like all these things, but I, I genuinely, um, you know, request those people, right. Just go on Google and look at the slots like claw, like that, that thing can do some serious damage. Right. Yet. Yeah. But this pro, I so I, I'm not disagreeing with you. So I'll just play the, I'm just always playing the devil's mm-hmm. advocate position. This mm-hmm. idea that we are just look how weak we are. We are clearly uh-huh. not weak because anything mm-hmm. Homo sapiens decides to do in, on, mm-hmm. or around this planet, we can do. Now there are certain things like if you kill this animal, this other animal blossoms up and it causes you more problems than you wanted. But we are in mm-hmm. we. Don't we can kill any other creature on this planet mm-hmm. without yeah. we don't even try to it's so easy to kill everything mm-hmm. so in the survival of the fittest are mm-hmm. we how do you look at that seems to me the ability okay. to be top of the uh-huh. apex predator chain means clearly you've quote unquote won mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. okay so uh brendan do you do you think okay i will give you a statement let me know do you agree it or not okay, okay? do you think nature is our mother do I think do I think of nature as a mother? Yeah. I can. I can. Like it, nature can feel nurturing. Right? Yeah. Correct? Okay, let me just tear it a little bit. Nature doesn't give a fuck whether we survive or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like that's the universal truth. Okay? Because people think, you know, humans think that we are so evolved and we are so um you know, next level of this thing called as nature or earth that you know we can do whatever the fuck we want right yes okay now people died in nuclear uh, nuclear bo- um, you know explosions and you know chernobyl and all these areas yes. you you know what happened to animals uh, they worked around it yeah they as a species you know they 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 got into an evolution stage you know right now if you look at chernobyl as an area Okay, so, um, you know, the uh, Eastern European governments have, um, you know, give you money to kill uh, the wolves within Chernobyl. Um, You know, because they are kind of becoming like the Wolverine kind of thing, where they they are becoming very self-aware and kind of weird, right? Now, if nature was our mother or, you know, like nature really cared about our survival, she or he would make sure to kill off those animals, right? 
Oh, if so, if it was just for right, if mother if mother nature was just for us, yes. then mother nature would just yes, be things yes. for us. But obviously, why would mother nature necessarily doesn't necessarily have to privilege any one species? So mm-hmm. yeah. yes, that's what I'm saying. Nature doesn't give a fuck whether we survive or not. Right. You know, we have built these beautiful cities. Just leave them for three months and see what happens. Right. Uh, so this is this is what drives my – I have a friend, Brian, and it drives him crazy because mm-hmm. we'll start talking about one thing. And so we start building mm-hmm. an edifice of argument and one pillar, and mm-hmm. then I just jump to the next pillar. So I would just jump to the yes. next pillar because out of the, that argument there, <clears throat> kind mm-hmm. of survival of the fittest, um, nature doesn't mm-hmm. care whether we live or die. Well, then mm-hmm. I could go back to nihilism. Who does care if mm-hmm. we live or die? Why does it matter surviving? Yes. What's the point? Why? Uh, so the baseline is no one fucking mat- uh, <laughs> uh, matters. <laughs> okay, right. and it it it, it uh, you know no one cares whether we survive or not. But I think we as species have this one purpose in life. I'm not being religious here. Okay, I'm being absolutely like primitive. You know that is to reproduce and make a safer environment for that reproduced product you and my dad that was his whole thing he had in the big universe he thought the world would die from entropic heat death so the world's going to expand until it slows down and stops and in the meantime <laughs> uh-huh. he thought he again he thought if you really dig down to it the only real reason we can absolutely establish that to be alive is to simply make more life that's the point of life right yeah but brendan okay here yeah. is what i will tell you okay. okay here is what i will tell you Okay, people teach their kids how to eat, right? Correct. You know, like yeah. how to how to eat like a fucking human, how to dress like a human, how to talk, how to communicate properly, all these things, right? Okay, and I know you are from United States, so you might have the sex ed, you know, with big air quotes. Yep, right, in junior high or whatever, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you think the rest of the world cares about it? Wait, to ask me that again. So... So, because you know, because you are from United States, you know, you must have had that uh, sex ed yes. growing up. Okay. My question is, do you think the world needs sex ed? Uh, as as a species. Oh no, one no. The human beings before they had the consciousness or had less evolved consciousness were perfectly able to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and do you know one of the uh, prominent activities that younger boys do? Uh, is it no, okay, self abuse? Is it self? No, call it self abuse. No, no, it's similar to a dog. You know, they dry hump. Oh yeah, right. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will tell you, young uh, little uh-huh. little girls will do this too. Rubbing on rubbing yes, your yeah. genitals on stuff feels good. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like um, you know, so it's like you know, it, it's one of the primary functions that we have, and I don't care whether someone agrees or not, but sex is the the strongest tribe in the world. You know, there, there, there is no other strongest force, okay, that can, um, you know, like damage the world as much as sex has done. But how, well, that's interesting. <clears throat> sex damaged the world. Sex creates the mm-hmm. world. So how can sex, if sex is there to create the world, then what's the, pro- uh-huh. how can sex damage the world? Because it has hindrances, dude. Yeah. Come on. If you look at man and woman ratio, right, it, it is so, um, you know, like imbalanced. So that that's why, you know, men are so much fucking, you know, like ruthless piece of shits. <laughs> Sorry to say, 
you know because we don't care because we understand from from a very young age that there is competition you know because you know if we, i can bet you this okay even if in any point of the history even if there were th- for every 1000 women okay there were only 500 men let's say okay okay even then there would be competition so here's so i in so and ex- in agreeing with you about that from one perspective that is exactly what's happening so the question is that's mm-hmm. the the beautiful part of my human consciousness is so you set up this thing where you're like uh look at sex uh sex is it's instinctive it comes from a long history of evolution to create more mm-hmm. of you and then the numbers get set up in such a way that it encourages not your individual happiness it doesn't care about that it cares about overall which of these things are more successful how does the yes. it's like a giant mother nature's like a giant yes. and we as a species are um, one big machine and we're just parts of it you know but if that is if mm-hmm. that is true if we are a machine and we are running the algorithm and this is just how mm-hmm. the universe goes then i don't understand how either mm-hmm. nihilism this is all meaningless because there's no meaning at the end of that a self perpetuating mm-hmm. machine like there's this um ai experiment about creating a device that mm-hmm. creates paper clips and after a while it creates paper clips to the detriment of everything else it kills people it ruins all the resources <laughs> all it does mm-hmm. is make paper clips we have an algorithm in us it's like i want to reproduce but then in the macro level mm-hmm. of all of nature it kind of all works together in harmony so nihilism on the one side or i again i th- i think nihilism still fits in with what you're saying because at the end people would ask mm-hmm. okay that's fine you want to have individual mm-hmm. happy moments that's wonderful but if you what does that mean to anyone else what that doesn't carry with mm-hmm. it a rule of ethics that doesn't mean that you should do anything differently you should as your friend said just flow mm-hmm. through time and your body in the universe will figure it all out yes so brendan i will tell you this much okay <laughs> see dude okay. even cia itself has conducted many experiments on this shit okay and here is what i can tell you everybody me you even the greatest philosopher on this world ever uh, you know walked all these people we all will and still live in our own fantasies okay like and um, you know cia has released papers and i don't have to like back it up but it 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 essentially says that you know like things are not as what we see it is because the reality is different from what we perceive it them to be if that is true and mm-hmm. i could also all acknowledge that could be true mm-hmm. in the most bru- in the most silly sci-fi way mm-hmm. like that's the matrix where we imagine something like that but also mm-hmm. just illusions we get this in plato's cave thousands of years ago where we are people looking mm-hmm. at the shadows of real things on the walls made by this made by fire mm-hmm. and outside the cave is uh-huh. a world with full sunlight it's and it's interesting in that it's terrible out there to know the truth is if that means if this is false and there's a true thing mm-hmm. then we could find again all these re- not all the religions and philosophies but many of these philosophers and religionists are seeking mm-hmm. the truth they sense there's something that's not true about how they're living or what's going on around them mm-hmm. and they're seeking the truth so then is would the meaning of life in that case be you should seek the truth i think they're seeking nothingness you know that amount of zero that void because that that's that's all there is um 
I because even I you know I am a very like let's say a good believer of God and all these things. Yeah. But I understand that you know like once you start falling into that kind of you know rat trap, you end up with nothingness, the void of it, because you realize that um, you know like this world is nothing because um, you know because I think one thing is you know uh, as I mentioned earlier with the CIA things, it's not that you know like things. Uh, exist because we we imagine them it's not illusion but things exist but the way we perceive it is different okay yes so that perception of reality that is very uh, local meaning that is different to you and me and where you you know i might see a miracle and you you might see bullshit right yes <laughs> so it's like it's like if you fall into this religion trap you know of going deep into all this then I'm pretty sure that you will find void, nothingness, zero, you know, like nothing exists, nothing matters and all these things. But that is not a good motivation for us as a species to survive. So we, tr- we tend to live in our own fantasies. I, so, in a, so in a way, we have built up this mechanism. We've mm-hmm. built up this consciousness and who knows which came first. But building up fantasies and telling mm-hmm. ourselves stories about who we are and why we're doing things yes. is what kind of gets us to do things. I So you had this formative experience in this, like, oh, I was out with it. You had this chance to study holy texts. I, mm-hmm. at a far, far remove, I've spent the last two and a half years listening to podcasts from Theravadan, mm-hmm. Theravadan Thai forest monks. And these are the ones, most of them have, the ones who speak Thai as a primary language, mm-hmm. um, they're also wonderful talks they give but the ones Mm -hmm. from england and the u.s where english is their native language and a lot of this is just coming to terms with what you said which is you know if you keep digging into your ego you find out there's nothing there but there has to be something there if you dig to zero Mm -hmm. if quote unquote you see zero Mm -hmm. and you see that it's all nothingness Mm -hmm. that either implies nothingness implies there has to be something because there is no nothing without something. There's not Mm -hmm. an absence unless there's something there with the absence. Otherwise it's just, it is what it is. And so Mm -hmm. that's effectively what they get to there. And then their ego, they say, keep looking at your habits and triggers and why you want things and why you hate these things and why you love these things and see if those things are absolutely real and you can hold on to them. And when you find out you can't, Mm -hmm. then there's nothing there. And then mm-hmm. I think the Western philosophers look at that and say, oh my God, that's nihilism. The world is meaningless. Mm-hmm. And I think these religionists out there, these people in their religious traditions are like, nothing is not meaningless. Nothing mm-hmm. is simply what is. It's already there. You just have yes. all these illusions on top. Yes. I'm wondering if it's useful other than being a monk or mm-hmm. an ascetic mm-hmm. or a religious leader, mm-hmm. is it, it's really fun to seek the truth. And I kind of agree with you. The truth is, there's maybe a watcher or a consciousness that sees things, but mm-hmm. it's not you. And so you're going to dissolve yourself. And yes. then if you want to, the world is all full of all these stories. Well, if mm-hmm. you let those stories go, you will find there's nothing there, but yes. there still is something there. And the way the Taoists would say, once you get through all the fluff, mm-hmm. there's still the Tao and the Tao, these Thai forest monks, they still go beg for their food and they still sleep and they still sweep. They still do things. So after mm-hmm. you figure out the meaning of life, you still sweep, you still eat. Do you think it's useful to go mm-hmm. wandering? I can see how for the entire species, it's not useful to go wandering down these paths. Mm-hmm. Do you think individually, mm-hmm. why would you want to live in the fantasies? Okay. Why? So because 
i think i think it's again coming back to the in, uh, initial topic of balance right okay. because um you know like um in india right we do uh-huh. farming with bulls um and uh, we essentially tie two bulls and two 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 bulls have to walk in the s- same direction uh, but parallelly right their path never meet each other right and that's why the harvester you know like sticks to the ground and does its work right so the these two ends of living in fantasy and chasing nothingness i think th- those are those two bulls right walking in their own parallel path but not realizing in the meantime that they are pulling this species as one towards the future and future does not have to be uh, optimistic or pessimistic right and one day the future will cease to exist but those two bulls will eventually end up with their goals right i mean those two bulls will end up with their goals but those two bulls mm-hmm. <clears throat> don't have a goal to till the field that is a goal imposed mm-hmm. by someone else upon them that is not what they would do okay that's what and i then mean that guy that's exactly what or I mean. gal who's uh-huh yeah that guy's an <laughs> okay. maybe but he has a goal so there's all these goals <laughs> this is my thing i I have kind of um, um, an inferior part of my personality or my personality type that is the planner. So like you talk about ah, planning, I'm not so into it. I love planning. I just, after mm-hmm. I plan too much or plan too long, I really very quickly figure out, oh, this mm-hmm. is just, it's like a game. It's like I'm playing checkers. There's no point to planning yes. because there's no goal. There's no anywhere uh-huh. to get. So I am. I think we are in sympathy. Okay. I am just wondering, once you reach that point where, the, mm-hmm. the acknowledgement of nothingness uh-huh. and the acknowledgement of the illusion and the two mm-hmm. of those things working together for what? Who fucking cares yes. about tilling the field? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll okay, give good. you a more, more small example, right? So, Brendan, you remember in kindergarten or when you were in school, when you yes. were very, very young, right? So, remember how your teachers used to take you yeah. on a field field visit? And they would they would make yeah. you hold each other's hand and they would say follow me yeah right and in that crowd of kids you would you would find two people two only two kinds of people one those people who trusted their teachers and said you know like fuck it let's let's see where you know what happens right. eventually and another group of kids who are fucking terrified to death <laughs> thinking you know right. they were going to get murdered that day right but you did not have any other option than to hold each other's hand and just walk in the direction that your teachers, um, you know, walked, right? And the both the both groups, right, the feared ones or the follow group, both hoped that teacher knew what the fuck she was doing, <laughs> right? And you kind of dependent on her, yeah, to you know get you to safety. And I think that's humanity. You know, there, there are two two kind of folks who who believe in God or who yeah. say God doesn't exist. So it's it's essentially like you know us saying you know I believe in my teacher, uh, you know or my sir or madam, you know whom I'm following, she or he will take me to the proper place. Or those people who are absolutely fucking terrified and have have no idea and crying, um, you know saying this fucking guy or girl is going to kill me today, you know. But eventually we all get into our destinations. But the trick is. And I always repeat this, you know, but the trick is no one knows where the fuck we're going. So, again, 
I, I, I like that metaphor because I also thought, oh, I thought you said these people are terrified, so they won't follow mm-hmm. the teacher. So who knows? Worse, they go wandering off, and who knows? They're snatched up by a kidnapper. They mm-hmm. starve to death. They can never find their home again. <clears throat> Whatever it is, they, mm-hmm. they fall off. And you see people mm-hmm. who pierce the illusion of life, yes. and their life goes completely off mm-hmm. the hinges. Um, and I see how that's not attractive, but I just have – I. Yeah. Brendan, but that's why we as we as a society work, right? Because okay, let's say you right. you you live in an apartment, right? And let's say I don't know where you live, but I'm just guessing, okay? And let's say you know th- there there is a young guy living next to you, okay. and he looks depressed, and you know he he might start taking drugs, right? And I don't know in the United States, but in India, people would intervene. You know, people would say you have to stop right. it because it's not good for you, and it's not good for my kid who is living next to you. So mind your fucking business and be better. And, you know, we as a community would get together and make sure, you know, that guy is okay, right? And that is how I think we as a society work, right? Because let's say, Brendan, me and you, you we, we were both in the same kindergarten, right? And you trusted the teacher. You tr- you trusted like, okay, she knows what the fuck she's doing because she's an uh, adult. You know, she's going to take us to the museum. It's okay, okay? And let's say I was fucking terrified and I was crying the whole time, okay? It, out of your you know, human civil duty, you would try to console me, right? And no one taught you that. No one said that you know, if someone cries next to you, you have to I think that, console I think, him or her. Uh, maybe we have some comforting part of us, but also mm-hmm. we see that modeled. So we see people around us. We are comforted and we see people comfort other people. And then we think, oh, that's yeah. the way I'm supposed to do it. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you did it, right? Anyways. That that's how we as humans work, right? Because I always, you know, like when when I go when I go to sleep, you know, because I am into uh, fucking scaring myself sometimes. <laughs> I always think, you know, like United States has enough nuclear bombs to bomb this fucking Earth sixteen Heck times America. over. America, yeah, right. Yet we don't do that. Yeah, and we don't do that. <laughs> Right. And, you know, um, yesterday I, I told to another guest that today, right now, as we're speaking, right, there there are more than 160 nuclear warheads that are missing in the world. Right. Yeah. You know, like no one knows where the fuck they are. Right. Yet we have this controlled chaos kind of thing where we, we have to exist and coexist. So... Coming back to that point of analysis, right? You know, like, okay, someone might say it does not fucking matter. Someone might say it matters. But unfortunately, we are holding each other's hand and we are walking in that line and we don't know where the fuck to go. We are just hoping that an adult will take us to the destination. That's it. Like, and all these religions and all these philosophers and, you know, like futuristic people, you know, predictioners, astrologers, fucking all these people, right? You know, they just came along and they're just predicting what is going to happen but in, and in the hopes of getting your, it right. But in no your one metaphor, knows. metaphor, we are all you know, kindergartners like, holding hands, hands, but there is uh-huh. no teacher. We are yes. on a field trip. As you said, we don't know where we're going. 
Dude, we are hoping that there is an adult. <laughs> hope, That's what well, I'm wait telling a second. you. That, we hope there is hope an adult. There is an adult is like the people I talk to who very much, um, someone they love uh-huh. died, especially at a time when they were very vulnerable. And it is very important to them. They're perfectly mm-hmm. rational about it, but it is important to them mm-hmm. to stay happy that they believe there is an afterlife where they will meet this person again. Well, in my opinion, that is, mm-hmm. I think it's okay to want or need that, mm-hmm. but that is an, that is an, it's just a wish. I can wish for anything. That's like me wishing for, I really hope unicorns are real. And before mm-hmm. I die, I can see one. That is the same thing as I hope there's a kindergarten teacher in charge of this, or I hope there's an afterlife after this world. I guess then we fall back into whatever mystical experiences. Cause I thought that's where mm-hmm. you were going with your elephant story. I thought you were going to say, clearly the universe means well mm-hmm. for me because that elephant could have killed okay. me. Another person mm-hmm. would have walked out of that mangrove forest and said, God is good. God is great. I'm redevoted mm-hmm. to God. Yes. So, okay. so here is where I think I deviate a little bit because I am very religious. Okay. And my relation with God is if, if, if I tell you okay. my relation with God, you would say I'm clearly crazy. Okay. okay. I am also religious. Because, I don't know. Because if, in my religion, but again, that's my religion is probably God, complicated you know? like yours. You, so I'm really excited to hear about uh-huh. this. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying yeah. this, you know, like in my religion, our, my teachers have taught me that your relation with, uh, you know, your God should not be like practical to others. Mm, it should not make sense. Interesting. It's like, it's like this, right? It's like this, you know, there are thousands of cars. There are thousands of, you know, motorbikes in the world. But if I like Corvette or if I like Mustang, right i like fucking mustang it doesn't matter how bad it is how ugly it is and it's similar to our life partners too right you know yeah if we love someone uh, with entirety it doesn't matter what happens to him or her but we will always keep loving that person and and and, and a guy sitting <laughs> next to you would say i think you're fucking crazy for liking that woman right <laughs> I think that that's the kind of relation that we need to have with our gods, you know, that people should not understand it. You know, people should say this fucking guy is nuts, you know, stay away from him. Because that's the purest form of love, because you are not able to express what you feel. Right. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, like, um, you know, sweet lying, as you, as you said, you know, like we are living in our own fantasy. Dude, if it works for you, I am very happy for you. Okay, because in my religion, it's been taught, it, you know, all this is mirage, it does not exist and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who the fuck cares, right? I'm here for 80 years. Okay, I'm going to live my wildest fantasies. I'm going to chase wildest dreams. And, you know, like, just enjoy the life. Because, you know, I understand that when I die, this world dies with me. Because when you cease to exist your perception of reality ceases too well as you as you think i mean we don't know that no no as you perceive the world it, it's done you know the if if i die today then my perception of reality stops there right if if i felt that an ugly woman was beautiful that perception ends there 
So then why live a life guided? This is where I fall Mm -hmm. in with the Thai forest monks who spend a lot of time asking Mm -hmm. people over and over and over again, this primary question you said, like Mm -hmm. talking about the Mustangs, you just like Mm -hmm. Mustangs. And so the Thai forest monk person also responds very gently and says, well, that's, uh, that's interesting that you like Mustangs. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it feel like to like Mustangs? Are, are, are there, is that absolutely a part of who you are? Could we find the part of you that likes mm-hmm. Mustangs? And their argument is if you meditate mm-hmm. long enough or sort of sit with this long enough, eventually figure out, oh, that want I have for Mustangs, it's not real. It's mm-hmm. an illusion. It's not really mm-hmm. there. There's not, so I don't know. So this, I are, this thing you're talking about, it reminds me, I I had a, went through a long time thinking Alan Watts had been heavily influenced by Zen Buddhism, and he was loved Zen Buddhism, but he was really heavily influenced by Vedanta and Hindu mm-hmm. ideas about that life is a mm-hmm. game and that we are all God, and that at some point you just stop being you and you go back to being God. And what's the big worry about that, guys? Let's just play. I really mm-hmm. like that idea, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this thing that you're mm-hmm. just there to play a role, I guess, and just to figure out what role you're supposed to play and go back to being God, it's fine, but. It, that is like mm-hmm. all the other religious ideas. It's unprovable mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit with, I don't know. It doesn't fit with our own understanding of ourselves. So I don't know. I, okay. Yeah. So do you believe in soul? That's, I don't know. That's complicated. No. Do I believe? What, no, dude. Yes or no. no. That's it. Like, yes or no. no. Do I believe? <laughs> no, right. The standard okay. soul people talk mm-hmm. about, I think is there is a me. Mm-hmm. And when I die, mm-hmm. that me goes off somewhere mm-hmm. else it continues on and mm-hmm. i don't i don't think so mm-hmm. okay so do you also know that uh, we have something called as you know like our own magnetic field as organisms i do know there's some yes i do know we give off some energy by ourselves and then between no, no. each other there is a magnetic field in each and every organism um, you know me you as a human being and when we die, you know, that kind of force die, dies with us, right? That makes sense. Now, yeah. Now, me being a Hindu, right? I would stand on my fucking toes and I would say, you know, like the karma exists. Of course, karma exists, but this, you know, repetition of birth and death exists. Now, I I am no saint. I am no God, right? I, I don't know. What, I, I don't know uh, difference between white and black. <laughs> okay. I am blind as a bat. But, but do don't you think that if if this kind of ideology was really practiced, you know, saying that this kind of repetition exists, you know, do you think people would be nicer to each other? I one hundred percent having having on a cursory level explored a ton of religions mm-hmm. over the past twenty years and kind of looked at what they teach. I think of all of them. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. The Indian subcontinent has had all kinds of massive problems, Mm -hmm. but there are certain things in Western philosophy and religion has allowed a growth Mm -hmm. of technology and a growth of quote unquote intellect and science in a way, but Mm -hmm. it has been absolutely destructive because I think it encourages people to have goals almost outside of human civil. I have a greater, my goal is not for me and my family and my people and the people around me, Mm -hmm. but for all of civilization, we're marching towards some grand unification goal. We're marching towards some grand political Uh goal. We're going to be Democrats. We're going Mm -hmm. to be communists. And that's what we're going for. Well, if we kill people along the way, who cares? We're going for this grand goal. There seems to be a live Mm -hmm. and let live of 
the basis of mm-hmm. Hinduism that seems like I agree it might be it might have been might have been nicer if that had been the dominant strand in world history. Right. Because because I have Christian yeah. friends, not the fucking original um, you know ginger headed fucking Christians, but people who have been who have been converted, and you know like those people, and they say right like you know like Christianity is the greatest fucking religion on the earth. I'm like okay, so what like so is every other religion on the earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and they they like to bring this technology part of it. They say you know like Christians have given this world so much sure. technology. I was like, okay, who killed Galileo then? And pin drop silence there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because, you know, like, other religious people did not kill Galileo. Even though he was a Christian, right? Right. Like, so, you know, like, all this, I, I dude, I really don't understand religions. Okay. Wait, because, you don't understand religions? No. Then you could be like all these other happy atheists and agnostics who just flush God, divinity. I, I'm just Fuck dumping no. it all. Fuck no. Why? Fuck no. <laughs> uh, he, here is why. Here is why. Okay. Because, um, you know, I, I understand God. Okay. But I don't understand religion. Okay. Because religion sets forth a set of rules. And those rules necessarily don't make sense sometimes. Right. So I, I, I trust in God. Okay. Because anytime that my life was all, you know, almost getting to the, like I'm fucked kind of face, you know, there was some kind of intervene yeah. <laughs> where, you know, someone said, not today, you know, you today, you don't get fucked today. Oh, see, not the elephant, but there have been experiences where you're like, ah, this could have gone either way. And is it amazing that it went this way and not that way? Yeah. Do you want to know the best example sure. of it? This fucking podcast. <laughs> okay. Tell me about this fucking podcast. <laughs> this way that so, I love you know, it because now you've just said this podcast is divinely inspired. I feel like uh-huh. you could use that as a marketing tagline. Yes. Yeah. So as I, I think I discussed on your podcast that I don't know because I talk way too much. <laughs> um, you know, before this I have sold, I have built and sold two okay. podcasts and um, you know, and it was not my podcast because I sold it, right? If it was mine, I would not have done it. So, um, you know, like, and then I, like, at least like two, one and, one and a half to two years ago, I was like, you know, like, fuck it. I, I have this podcasting phase of my, yeah. mine is done. Right. And I, I, I was crawling to Reddit and I found this particular subreddit and I found you and I, for, I found one more guy called mm-hmm. as Sunny. Um, uh, he's from New York. So, and you both gave me that opportunity to guest on your podcast. And when, you know, I was talking, so uh, first I went to his podcast and second day I came mm-hmm. to your podcast. Okay. And within that 48 hours, um, you know, as soon as his podcast finished, Sunny told me like, you know, dude, you should start something of your own. And I got literally the same feedback from you saying, you know, like you could have your own podcast. Yeah. And I was like, okay, um, you know, let's see what happens, right? Because before this, I had tried once during COVID and I highly fucking struggled to find guests. So I was like, you know, like, let me give this more try. And I think uh, that is why I was like prolifically disturbing you with my emails in the starting. Um, Because I felt like, you know, like if two people from random places of this planet, right? 
whom I have never seen, I have never met. But talking to you both, I felt like, you know, you were good people, you know, like that kind of vibe. So I was like, you know, like I have to keep him updated. So uh, in the morning, I thought, okay, I want to start a podcast. Dude, I did not had even decided the name. Okay. I put out a Calendly form in Reddit saying, you know, I have this new idea for the podcast and, um, you know, who wants to come in? And I totally expected no one to show up. Okay. And I think I told you in that time that within, I think one day I had 12 guests, guests lined up and, you know, like scheduled. Wait, this is, and I don't want to, uh, I want to go off and related exactly to what you just said. I want to go off on another tangent, mm-hmm. but I only want to do that if you, you're. Yeah, okay. please, please. I have somebody asked me recently, I went to a small business coach at a, a local college mm-hmm. and I'm going to work with her on a marketing plan for my podcast host business. Cause I think, I think it'd be really fun mm-hmm. in every industry to be able to have a podcast there. Cause I really like asking questions. I like being the lay person mm-hmm. who's asking the devil's advocate, regular questions of these experts in mm-hmm. their industries. Anyway, I think it'd be really fun to do that mm-hmm. as paid work. Um, but when she asked me, so podcasting, why do they start it? And my number one reason for why people start podcasts, they like to hear mm-hmm. themselves talk. So if mm-hmm. I go out into the podcasting world and I turn on any of these podcasts, mm-hmm. you can tell the primary mm-hmm. motivation. If we're thinking about whether you like mm-hmm. Mustangs or whatever, Vespas, trucks, I can tell what, I can tell <laughs> what the podcast people are. These are people who, mm-hmm. even if they either acknowledge it openly, which is better. I like to hear myself talk. Or they don't ever mm-hmm. say that. And it's so obvious. So it's very kind of, you're just, there's no reason you and your two guys need to get together in the living room and talk about these endless like wrestling and superhero mm-hmm. movie podcasts. Like me and my buddy <laughs> love getting drunk in a living room. And what if we bought some microphones and we record that and other people could listen to it. Now, mm-hmm. in one respect, I think that's awesome. I think they should do that. I think anybody wants to make the podcast, mm-hmm. you should have fun, paint, write, mm-hmm. act, play guitar, learn to sing, macrame. I don't Mm -hmm. care. You should do all those things. But the ease Mm -hmm. of your Calendly to get thing, I think that's an indication Mm -hmm. that podcasts are perceived as a marketing vehicle and most Mm -hmm. or all of the people who show up unbidden, Mm -hmm. unasked to my Calendly Mm -hmm. are promoting something. So it's Mm self-promotion. I'm going to be on your podcast and I'm going to talk about this thing I have that you can buy or get or whatever it is. So I would all that to say, I'm not surprised that you put that Calendly out and then people jumped on because mm-hmm. my guess is the people who jumped on all had something they were promoting. So that's the okay. twist, right? <laughs> I totally fucking expected the same thing. I was like, these people are yeah. going to come in. Okay. And for the one, one hour, one, one and a half hour, whatever is the time, they are going to fucking promote the shit out right. of themselves. Sure. <laughs> I totally expected this. And till date, I have had authors, um, um, you know, like uh, uh, dietitians, doctors, all fucking people, dude. Okay. But, but I have had maybe one or two guests who talked about this stuff for 10 to 15 okay. minutes. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why, because I totally expect them to talk about their shit for half an hour at sure. least, you know. But these people magically or mysteriously, I don't know. I had to poke them 
okay and asking direct questions in order to invite them to even talk about it <laughs> you're like don't you want to talk about your business or don't you want to yeah i was like what the fuck is wrong with you dude come on you are here for this purpose i know you know <laughs> you know let's get into right. the business and i think they were no i have had maybe like one one person um he talked about his thing for like yeah. 30 minutes um and it was only his frustration because people <laughs> were not approval of his met- met- methodologies and all these things but he, uh, he even he promoted his business for like 15 20 minutes max maximum so then yeah go so ahead. i still expect you know the next guest to you know market themselves to you know like fucking infinity but i feel like you know like because i um you know before i hit the record button it's it's the same script i use it's not even a fucking script it's just me uh blabbering out and i just give them all the tools i i say like dude if you want to talk about sex if you want to talk about god if you want to talk about drugs i don't care like you're open to talk about it right and i feel when 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 we we don't give them directions they tend to be like led very easily it's it's one of the weirdest things that i have realized by now i mean i think i should not be uh, telling this in public <laughs> because i have had too many fucking guests on and i plan to have more guests on but i feel this right because if i told brendan please don't talk about your books i'm pretty sure at least 20 minutes you are going to bring that books up somewhere right but by telling you know brendan you can talk about anything you know i think it's very easy for me to lead the yeah. conversation so that's one thing that that's been surprising to me because the one podcast that i sold it was all about products you know like now let's say you you work for 3m tapes you would come in and talk about 3m tapes how great they were for right. 40 minutes and and for yeah, so, you yeah. you built the podcast that did that and that was the podcast that sold like somebody wanted a podcast where people do nothing but talk yes. about products yeah but also i you know i would be lying if i said that was not my end right. goal because that was built yeah. to sell <laughs> right okay that makes perfect sense you know i started out that with the intention of selling so um you know do you want to know why i named this as sapien well yeah cuz i think i started out with like i like that word and i like is it is it ai uh-huh. where did you get your art so i'm curious about your art and i was curious about your name uh-huh yes so the art comes from okay. midjourney it looked AI. a little ai yeah um yeah and i had to work really hard because i i wanted a lot of messages to go out through that one small um picture and i felt like you know i have my own students who who are artists um, you know like painters and they are great officially i'm saying don't fuck me up you are great but i wanted something that was you know like i could not put into yeah. words so yeah. i got it so the name the sapient is you know how you know like we we say aristocrat and plato all these people were great yeah. philosophers but do you think they walked around every day uh, you know like uh, talking in uh, quotes <laughs> probably not right they had a probably a normal life you know they shared they eat they had fun they they probably drank you know they they were sarcastic right like they were just regular right. humans but people often forget that because you know their quotes are famous they feel like you know like oh my god aristocrat was the greatest fucking human ever 
I'm like, no, he was just another human being who had an interest in particular field. Right? Now, I have had authors. I have had philosophers. Now, let's say that a philosopher in next 100 years gets famous. <laughs> right? And people are going to say, oh my God, Brendan is such a fucking legend in philosophy. You know, he has all these great quotes. Right? But, <clears throat> you know, let's say they find this particular podcast. And they will say, okay, I, I think Brendan is a very average guy. You know, he was funny. He was sarcastic. He is similar to us. Right? Because the character goes unnoticed. Only the achievements are talked about. That is interesting. That is like an envisioning a possible future uh, where people would look back at our records because you or I or any of your guests have become important in, in history or important mm -hmm. in the world's from the world's perspective uh and it's exactly yes. it's my perspective for the the podcast i did was a bit the opposite which was i think people mm -hmm. forget that if you sit down mm -hmm. with people and talk to them about something mm -hmm. they do uh you will mm -hmm. learn stuff and it's not meant to be it's not meant to be smart and it's not meant to be it's just meant to be I don't know, curious, like, what do people do? Like, yeah. let's find out. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's interesting that you kind of have some possible, like, kind of going for a longer, and I think mine was deliberately, like, as my boss called it, she called it the anti-podcast. She's like, really, you want a podcast mm -hmm. that forcefully pushes against the idea that the people on this need to be insightful and intellectual, and they have to be well, mm -hmm. all these people have to be well-spoken. Most people don't want to be on a podcast because they feel like they're not well-spoken. These people can have conversations. Yes. They just need you. They need a nice yes. host to usher them along. Thank you for calling me a nice host. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet my communication is pretty shit. I understand that. I'm still working on improving it a lot. But yeah, I think um, what we should do is, you know, first you have a guest. Okay, you show them as an, as this insightful character, right? Enigmatic. Right. Okay, and then I will call them onto my podcast and I'll just rip them apart as a human. <laughs> yeah. You won't believe, dude, like I had people who who were very, um, you know, like yeah. shy in terms of uh, putting out any controversial statements or opinions. Even though, you know, it might not sound controversial, but for them, it's yeah. a very big leap. And by like 45 to 50 minute mark, you know, like they could have said any, any, any amount of like controversial comments, um, you know, these things. I, I usually, you know, get them to open up because I'm like, dude, of course you're an enigmatic character. You are the undertaker of WWE, but you know, what the fuck are you inside? Right? Like, because you know, th there is this uh, famous quote, I don't know whether you've heard it or not. You know, people don't go to bed in their suits and ties, right? Hmm. So it's not like, you know, like, oh my God, if it's like, I am not, um, you know, on my hundred percent, uh, I don't talk academically 24 hours, right? There has to be a phase where I'm just chill. I will tell you, this is the disappointing because I was in a B2B journalism. So you're talking about businesses writing to other businesses. And so everybody has their professional mm -hmm. face on, except for a few people who make it their brand to be vulnerable. But I have this routinely happen all the time with podcast guests where you start off and it's real casual and then you record it and they, you know, they think about what they want to say and they're very well spoken. But as soon as you finish, you can feel the energy shift where you can ask them some mm -hmm. off the cuff questions and they really tell you mm -hmm. like, again, this example of this guy of like, 
he pitches climate change and its relation to an industry. And when he gets done, he basically mm -hmm. tells the story. It's a great story, but I don't know that he wants to tell it. Well, I didn't care about any of this, but then I had kids and then I started to worry about the climate and it was very emotional and compelling, mm -hmm. but I can't, he doesn't want that yes. in the podcast. I can't put that in the podcast because he doesn't want to tell people, mm -hmm. well, 10 years ago, yes. I didn't give a crap about, crap about the climate. So he doesn't want to tell people that. <laughs> Where yes. I think as a marketer and probably you do, as somebody who thinks about words and how they can be powerful and emotional, mm -hmm. but that's exactly the story you do want, dude. What are you talking about? That's like your yes, origin exactly. story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you want to know my trick for it? No, what's your trick? So my trick is, you know how this, um, you know, particular software is recording us now. Yes. I have one more backup recording that's been recording our whole conversation. Okay. Since the beginning until the end. Because I have seen people, you know, once I stop hitting record, yeah. you know, once I pause it, I don't know how the fuck, but they take, they, they bring out their soul. Yes. I'm like, dude, you could have fucking said this on the podcast. Like, because you know, as I told you, I tell every guest, you know, you could you could swear. I I I highly encourage it. Because you know, cursing is the primary language that humans know. <laughs> you know, because um, and also you know, you can be political, but people people try to be safe, and I respect. I totally respect that. You know, I had this young author from uh, uh, Britain. So. Uh, her name is Natalie, uh -huh. and that episode is out. Uh, she she, uh, she has cerebral palsy, but she's an author. Uh, so she writes fiction work. So at the starting, you know, she was very jolly, uh -huh. um, but you know, by the by, like the thirty thirty five minute mark, I really got her to open up, and I was happy for her. Um, because towards the end, you know, we talked about politics in Britain. Yeah. And she got really passionate. And I could not like control my laughter because I was like, she's the same girl, you know, who was very shy at the start of this recording. <laughs> now she's like, you know, like, fuck that prime minister. <laughs> but so, yeah, so that I think the thing to remember, it's hard to remember this. You know, you talked about, you know, a, uh, a group photo and zooming in on yourself <laughs> and zooming out. When we zoom in, you and I, because if you've done interviews, you talk to people, you made it your business either to be interviewed or to interview. Most people have never done an interview. They've never yes. conducted an interview and they've never been the subject of an interview other than like in a job or like on a date. So yes, correct. Yeah. And if you're in India, you're damned out of dates also. <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent, to a certain extent. I hope my friends don't kill me, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Brendan, because even at this uh, podcast, when he started, it was more of a question answer. You know, like if you're a business owner, I would ask you what, what pushed you to get into this business and all these things. And I felt like, you know, like I was suppressing myself as a guest and as, as, because you see, um, you know, like for, for a new listener, right. Uh, from our conversation, if someone said Brendan is the host of this podcast, they would believe it, right? They would trust it. It's like that. Like, don't, don't you think so? If, if if someone listened to this for the first time yes. and they said that, you know, Brendan is the guest of this, uh, sorry, host of this podcast, people would believe it. Well, yeah, because you invited on some jackass who has his own podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude, but, <laughs> but I have made sure to, you know, like, get in my bits to you know i have talked oh i see what I you're talk. saying yes 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 
yeah, I have made it more into a conversation than questions and, you know, just fucking like, you know, like uh, a slumdog millionaire kind of thing, you know, uh, you have four options, you have to pick one, of, one out of them kind of thing, right? <laughs> and and that's what I did initially. You know, I would say, Brendan, so uh, what, what do you think about Ukraine war? Is it good or bad? Right. And then you only have two fucking options, good or bad. <laughs> Oh, I see. Because, so even the questions you asked were like very binary and they sort of, the very questions you'd ask, the way you asked them would force people into some answer. Yes, because yeah. I wanted to force you into a particular answer. Sure. And I still do it if guest shuts down. Yeah. You know, they're very like, you know, yeah, you know, maybe and all these things. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to lead you into a territory where it is like, you know, you had to walk on eggshells now. Right. <laughs> So then and you all of us then you, pe- just... you pepper them with the question. Okay, eating babies, good or bad? You force them into some position. Yep, yep. It's a close-ended question. You cannot say yes or no. Right. <laughs> it, then you know they start to think about it. Their breath starts to get heavy, and I'm like, yeah, now I got you where I want you. Right. <laughs> now just stay here for like 30 minutes. Just let me uh, finish this thing now. It's like that. Well, I hoped by being on this podcast and discussing the meaning of life that at the end, mm-hmm. I would be convinced we had somehow figured out the meaning of life. I, I remain convinced that uh, this is complicated. I don't think there's an answer. This is why, like, your response to your friends who've been converted to Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that they are so sure that their religion is the one religion, you get this online yeah. by idiots all the time where somebody posts something about I don't know, there's some celebrity says something about there being a God or, or, you know, and then they're like, yes, the Lord is God. God is Lord. They're mm-hmm. God. They've got mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, oh, which God? Or, you know, there are many gods. And they're like, you know, the Lord. Uh-huh. And like, okay, yeah. I got it. Jesus Christ, for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the Holy Trinity is for sure. Uh-huh. The only man. Do you know how I pissed of them off? Wait. Yeah. Do you know how, how I pissed them off? No. <laughs> I just asked him one question that will rile if you're a Catholic or a Protestant it doesn't fucking matter that will rile them up Okay. I just say okay you said one lord who is that Jesus Christ right and they say yes and I ask which color that's it like which color brings the whole fucking argument to its tipping point What? why what does color do how do they respond uh-huh, because you know how all the paintings of Jesus is like yes, white right. and ginger head and all this. Yes. So uh, I, I don't know who said this, but uh, it was a tweet saying, you know, like uh, Americans do realize that Jesus was from Nazareth, not from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I asked these Catholics, right? Like, okay, okay, I agree. You know, Jesus Christ is the only God, right? The only, the Lord, the Savior. Yes. Which color are you talking about? <laughs> But I think it's funny. I think it's funny that they get stopped by that because, and again, maybe mm-hmm. they just never thought about it. To me, that seems very rudimentary. Like, if I were a Christian, what color mm-hmm. Jesus is has no impact on anything. So whether Jesus was uh-huh. Nubian black or uh-huh. bright Nordic white, what difference does it make to my belief that Jesus was God? I think I think uh, you are young enough to remember this. Do Do you remember when Muhammad Ali got, got into trouble for saying? You know how all the good things in the world are white and all the evil things are black? Yeah. Do you remember that era? Uh, no. Tell me. Okay. So it was like in, in an interview, you know, like in a late night show talk, I think, uh, Muhammad Ali said that, you know, when I was a kid, I asked, you know, like, why all the angels are white and why all the fucking bad things on the earth is black to his mother? 
yeah uh, to which to which she did not have any answer and you know that was one of his things where why he turned uh, to islam then christianity and he was almost cancelled back then can you imagine back then someone getting cancelled and criticized well forget getting cancelled dude went to jail cuz he refused to go to vietnam so he went yeah. to jail <laughs> <laughs> that that's just you know like bullshit i feel like you know like <laughs> because you know it's like is it conscription or voluntary because now if you if i talk to any proud american you know with a bald eagle on their heads um, i'm talking to you americans just listen to this <laughs> the yeah conscription so selective service still exists so selective service is the thing that says when you turn 18 as a male you have to sign up for selective service which means they have you on the rolls but there is no, there hasn't been an active draft since vietnam yeah but if you talk to a proud american they will say ours is a voluntary army okay i'm like are you sure because throughout history you have been switching it out <laughs> right that's true yeah it's like bro stay with one fucking lie that you know like just deal with it right because right. see israel even till today has a conscription they're like you know you need to fucking serve correct yeah either you say you know you have to serve or you, you know you can serve you cannot keep shifting lines and you cannot keep changing your statement well sometimes you need to tell everybody to show up and sometimes it's just if you want to show i mean you know it's just yeah mm-hmm. sometimes just if you want to show up yeah but you don't get to boast on the both facts right well the army it's, today it's like, this, it's like this right right your first marriage was a love marriage you got divorced your second marriage was an arranged marriage okay you cannot boast that okay you know what i got love marriage and when whenever the debate turns around you can say you know what i was arranged marriage too you know i am proud of it so it, you ha- you had to pick a line dude and you have to stay with it because i you know united states is a big brother of the world right right and if big brother is being naughty what will younger brothers do uh i don't know so i don't maybe i don't see the draft as such a sharp once you flip the draft on then you can never ever say your military is a volunteer army like i i, I don't i don't necessarily think i'm surprised these people are like super proud like we yeah. don't have to make our people serve in the military i mean i guess that's true but then also lots of people who are poor or don't have yes. other things they can figure out what to do with their life end up joining the army and being trained to kill other people i don't necessarily know if yeah. that's the high goal of humanity so then that doesn't make it something uh-huh. for me that i'm necessarily mm-hmm. proud of hooray for us yeah so i don't understand here is the saddest thing that i've seen brendan uh, i because thankfully tiktok is banned here yeah but in instagram the tiktok fucking watermark videos are there and i get i get pissed at it every time i look at it you know it's like um you know like new joiners to the military um you know united states i'm talking about yeah. uh, they go around and ask their uh, batchmates you know why did you join the army for and some people say medical insurance some people say poverty some people say education yeah in india if you ask a soldier why the fuck did you join army the only reason he's going to give is patriotism he's like i'll fucking die for my country you know but th- that's the sad thing i i see you know like people in the military i don't think they should not be allowed to talk in that manner because you know i agree that they are human beings you know and they have they have their fucking first amendment or whatsoever right but when when you are on active active duty you have a responsibility to your job right right Im- Im- imagine a doctor being truthful whole day like he cannot be truthful right he cannot be blunt about everything to everyone 
it's all going to work out. Does, from your perspective in international mm -hmm. community today, does India have a, do you feel like your country has a chip on its shoulder? Like it feels like people Fuck don't yeah. take us serious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, absolutely. Is that? Absolutely. I mean, is it, the other thing I think about, there are countries, America is like this focus. So we've exported our culture. It's the largest, uh, most expensive military in the, in the history of human civilization. Uh, mm -hmm. the economy's gigantic and tied to everything else. Uh, no, 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 sorry. Your defense economy is gigantic, not the actual economy. Wait, tell me, tell me what's, how are you, dif what's, what's your differentiating? I, I'm, I mean, you're, you're able to spend a way fucking lot of money in arms and ammunition, yet homelessness is so much prevalent in United States and, you know, still, um, medical health system is fucking crazy there. Oh, no. So, yeah, no. So I'm just. So I'm saying there's this perception that the United States mm -hmm. is the big dog. And of course, um, this comes out of, this comes out of stoicism and mm -hmm. Judaism too, where they're like, you need to be careful about your compliments because if you compliment someone, other people mm -hmm. are liable to come in and undercut them. So if I say India is mm -hmm. the greatest country in the world, that invites the people I'm talking to, to do exactly yes. what you did, which is, well, but India has yeah. this and that and this. And yes, that. definitely. Uh, why does India, why does India, do you think, feel like it gets, is there something in particular you think why India feels like it gets pushed around? In America, I think we have uh -huh. the feeling that we are, we were part of a post-Code War, a mm -hmm. monopole empire. So when the USSR fell, yes. the United States mm -hmm. was in charge and things <clears throat> are becoming more complicated and we're descending mm -hmm. in power. And so there's the pain of that. Where does India okay. kind of do, how does it feel mm -hmm. in India? Okay. So you do realize that we are 1.5 billion people, right? First of all, we are not a tiny country by land, by population, by economy, or by international implications. Okay. Okay. We were denied of nuclear weapons when a fucking tiny country next to us was granted. Yeah. And was given and facilitated those nuclear weapons. Um, they were given to Pakistan, right? I am not even going to uh, hide it. Okay. And do you know the last person who could take care of those nuclear bombs died? No. So there was only one guy who could take care of and maintain of those nuclear warheads. Yeah. And that fucking guy just went into a box. Why? Uh, oh. This is another weird thing about America. America's mm -hmm. two closest neighbors um, mm -hmm. through history have gotten along with us very, other than the very beginning where we fought with Mexico and other than times mm -hmm. we were on the different sides of the French and English mm -hmm. wars. Now we have friendly neighbors. Pakistan, mm -hmm. those people are your people. They just moved to another country because mm -hmm. Hindus and Muslims were in conflict. So they went to this. Not necessarily. But those, were the, do the people in India feel like the Pakistanis uh -huh. are not, they were never us, they're not us. We don't mm -hmm. care that they were in our country at some time. Mm -hmm. It's like brother on brother. It's like the kind of anxiety and the pain we had about our own civil war. Like that's what you're living mm -hmm. through. You have the people right next to you are the people you're most mm -hmm. mad at. We are not mad at them, uh, to be honest, right? Because in Indian media, it's very rare that we talk about Pakistanis. Really? Very rare. Yeah, we we are not obsessed with it. You know, if if because whenever they break ceasefiring, yeah. that is, they will start shooting in the border, or they will raid some of Indian military bases. That's when we discuss about it. Otherwise, we don't pay that much attention to it. 
um so um you know because india was always on russia's side you know mm-hmm. we were good friends with them it's not because of united states <laughs> because we have been historically very well aligned because uh, do you know the silk route yes yeah silk route was uh, you know went through russia right even till today you know there are gypsies in russia who are indians by descent so we share that kind of you know like millennia of relations mm-hmm. now here comes united states says that you know either you break up with russia or we are going to fuck you up <laughs> dude you would not believe you would not believe i will tell you this much the whole fucking europe is even till today okay this is the irony of this world today europe is against russia right yeah. they are about to ban and all this bullshit even till today europe buy gas from russia even till today okay and they will say russia is bad and we will um, you know like fucking sanction anyone who buys anything from russia but you are buying gas natural gas from russia because it's cheap there right right now india also buys our crude oil from them but <clears throat> um, when you look at an annual basis we buy about 2% of what europe buys in a, in in a year so if 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 europe buys 100 liters we buy 2 liters okay now yeah trump with no balls said that we are going to sanction india and our leaders went like okay all the best dude like do your thing we are going to do our own thing and you know like finally they, they did not do shit but you know like these are the kind of things that you know make indians feel like very anger, uh, angry because even if even if you if you look at united states or europe or whatever right Ind- indians are those group of people who are hyper successful i'm not saying highly they are hyper successful you know and it's not like you know favorism in our in our odd right uh what i don't uh, tell me tell me i what do you are you okay. so are you, you know, you're you saying how, worldwide worldwide people mm-hmm. of the indian race are hyper successful yes okay um proof the current prime minister of britain the vice president of united states right the ceo of google microsoft adobe you know just to name a few and and if you look at them they they are not like born outside india you know like they were uh, they were they are indians and they are probably first or second i'm max to max second generation right and it's not like they have a, a superior advantage over other races or other con- other you know countries individuals right what in with a religious viewpoint that mm-hmm. well all the religions have some meaning and we're really just selecting from things and mm-hmm. at some level everything is meaningless mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> nationalism which i would not describe myself as an american nationalist but um mm-hmm. you've talked it's interesting there's religious stuff and there's a mm-hmm. you're very the political and the nationalist stuff in india mm-hmm. is clearly important yeah. to you my question is religiously is the stuff uh-huh. is it important which country is on top is it important what color of mm-hmm. what color of skin is succeeding where in the world i don't in your world view 
no it's not <laughs> but the biggest problem is right yeah um you know like if you talk to any indian uh, not every indian but most of indians who have brains if you talk to them they are going to say this right even despite all of this fucking achievement that we have done yet india is seen as a third world country right and here is a okay brendan you will have friends you know who in your discussions will say i know india and all these things okay please watch out for three things okay if that person says that india is colorful okay yes and next if people talk about indian food like you know like indian food is very good okay and the third thing is uh, you know india is very organic you know if if people use these three terms yeah. in 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 talking about india they don't know jack shit about india are you are you getting my point it's it's like okay now you are from united states right what if i said this following statement okay yeah i know united states united states is all about you know gun, guns beers and a bald eagle yes you would be fucking pissed right no i wouldn't be pissed <laughs> at all i don't understand i actually uh-huh. don't understand people's angry triggering about other people's stereotypes mm-hmm. so for instance colorful i don't if somebody's never visited india if they've never if they uh-huh. don't know any indians their entire uh-huh. experience with india is there mm-hmm. is a family that moved to their town who's from mm-hmm. india and they started a restaurant because there was no indian restaurant so, Brendan, so then Brendan. boom that's but, it but, they walk in the restaurant dude. it's colorful uh yes yes but listen to me yeah yeah you do not wear gray white and black t-shirts or shirts only right right you wear colorful dresses yes you you like colors right you don't say you know my house needs to be black and black and black and white sure right you will say you know there has to be a little bit of tan you know it has to be actual white yeah the fucking world is colorful dude <laughs> like okay tell me in uh, name any country okay if i say colorful you cannot prove me wrong if you said fucking antarctica i, I all i'd have to say is you know it's colorful road right it's like you know like um, you know do you know uh, have you heard of this term called as contemporary in art no you know? no okay if you go to an art museum uh-huh. okay and and there are you know wine sipping karens around you okay if you want to attract chicks yeah <laughs> what should i say you you go stand in front of a, a painting yeah you say it's contemporary <laughs> contemporary it's very modern it's very, very contemporary dude people are going to say oh my god brendan you are so deep <laughs> i'm telling you like that is what is colorful is you know so it's like you know like you really don't know india and then right so you know the general angst towards the world about yeah. india is you know like you still don't acknowledge us you know you you treat us like a like a toddler in a school like yeah, what the fuck are we going to do now <laughs> uh okay that's the only anger that indians have okay that does seem fair so the mm-hmm. only thing so if i if i am ups- there's i guess there's two ways to approach it if i'm upset that people are don't know who i really am and they don't seem mm-hmm. to really care about me I can, as the millennials say, I can get all up in my feelings and I can mm-hmm. be really mad at everybody about how it's so unfair that 
every, no one knows that I do this and no one knows that I'm good at that. And everyone says, mm-hmm. just because I like this, that that's my whole personality is just color mm-hmm. and curry. Like, Oh, my whole oh, thing. Is that it? <laughs> Colorful curry. Is that yes. my entire country? Uh, yes. Or you can say, <laughs> you know, people are yeah. ignorant. They don't know. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. again, you probably, if you know, you have guests on your store from other countries, I bet they could do the mm-hmm. same thing. Like you don't know anything about my country because you don't yes. live there. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. So he, here's the thing, right? Yeah. The, the complaint, you know, you know, the basis of this complaint is, um, you know, you know, United Nations, right? Okay. You know how it was, um, you know, like founded by Nazis. What? I would have to explore that. Okay. So just look into Europe Union or United Nations basis. Okay. Okay. The whole idea of it. Now, uh, do you know what a permanent nation is in United Nations? Uh, no, I don't know what, like how they decide okay. that is. So there are totally five countries. Okay. Which are, um, permanent nations of United nations. So they are like the most superior countries. Okay. So 170 countries at one side. Okay. Those four countries on another side. Okay. Got it. Now, if, if there was an act saying each individual should have access to wine. Okay. And all of the 170 countries voted yes. And one fucking country out of those four permanent members voted no. That act would not pass. Right. Okay. And the reason those four countries were given the taxes is because they were the founding members of United Nations. Okay. Along with that, India also was a fucking, you know, founding member of United Nations. We literally paid money. We spent we spent uh, human resource in building United Nations, and we got fuck all for that. <laughs> and yeah. since then, it's been seventy years. Our prime ministers, our our whole uh, people have been pushing to get that Security Council member at least uh, position in United Nations. But every time, you know, the fucking Sam that the United States says fuck you. <laughs> Every time they veto the uh, a, a bill, so India has not yet been able to become a founding nation or you know being recognized for the hard work that we have done, and that hampers us because we have a very dear friend next to us called as China, right? Yes. Now, if you look at international politics, India is the only place where you see uh, United States and China getting together. Okay. So any act that uh, is passed uh, or needs to be passed in favor of India, that is when two permanent members, that is United Nations and China, come together and say uh, they veto us. They say no. So politics are unfair. The politics mm-hmm. isn't about things being fair or about people giving you your due. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, it's it's about power and who can wield the power. Apparently, India cannot wield the power, and the United States can. At some point in the future mm-hmm. or the past, that may be mm-hmm. different, right? But right now, yeah, we're almost there, kind of. Okay, well, then, I mean, that's perfect. But to I don't. This is I kind of bow out of a lot of this political stuff. I think the stuff is inherently mm-hmm. corrupt. I don't trust mm-hmm. large groups. I don't think nation mm-hmm. states. I don't think national politicians. of them have my interests, the interests of my people at heart. I think they're interested Mm -hmm. in interest groups and the industrial Mm -hmm. military complex. Mm -hmm. I don't, they don't, they don't, they don't care about me. I'm just a cog in the machine. So I kind of dismiss, I don't care what the country does because Mm -hmm. the country isn't me. 
I mean, I happen to yeah. have been born here and I do what I can, but I don't have any control over the national politics. So yeah. I, I'm dismissive of this. Is there something, why do you, is, it, is there something you like about, is there something you like about, what do you like about national and international politics that makes it so that you like to think about it? Yeah. So here is the issue, Brendan. Okay. You know, it, it's just geographical issue because United States is just, has two countries on one on up and one one in the bottom right and we all get like along that. famous right we get along well with the neighbors there's only two and the yeah. and the country in the top doesn't even exist kind of thing <laughs> right. like it's canada crazy. is not even a fucking country yeah. they don't even have their own army like that's the fucking you know thing about it right but when you talk about india you know we have five countries surrounding us and we have at least 13 countries who can access us very quickly if the, if it is necessary right so here international laws and you know like all this international politics has direct impact on my life too yeah because india has signed this bullshit agreement saying we will never fire the first nuclear weapon and i i, I absolutely hate that fucking law <laughs> hate it like i cannot tell you how much i hate it you know it's the worst fucking thing that we have ever signed why would you want to be the country that fires the first nuke you um, just think it puts you in a weird position dude the the country next to us it has fucking you know like 20 percent of my population you know if any time there is a conflict the first thing they say is we are going to launch nuclear weapons i'm like yeah fucking try it right but because of this law we cannot even say that you know, because of this uh, treaty that we have signed, it, you know, it does make us look weak. And also uh, one thing, Brendan, about us is right. India is a very sensitive country, you know, like yeah. even the smallest thing can have very big impact. You know, like China in the past 20 so years has occupied 86 kilometers of India. You know, that that's a serious thing. Imagine, imagine Canada doing that to United States. That's what, it, if, right? Kaboom. Look, what if the Chinese are just better than you or the Pakistanis are just better uh-huh. than you and they take your land and you're uh-huh. weak and you uh-huh. lose and the in the uh-huh. Uh-huh. India goes away. So in the grand scheme of things, if the United mm-hmm. States, I actually think the United States uh-huh. is probably heading for somewhere in the long term a fall because I think the economy is shaky mm-hmm. and I think our position is shaky. So I... Mm-hmm. What did, mm-hmm. I mean, that may make my life bad or that may make the life of my children or my great grandchildren, uh-huh. but empires and countries come and go all the time. People come and go all the time. So in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things, who cares whether yeah. you could break the treaty, whatever this, you've got some treaty that says you can't shoot first. Countries mm-hmm. break treaties all the time. So then you just That's break for the sure. treaty. Yeah. That's for sure. That's okay. for sure. But here is what I want to tell you, right? Yeah. India and China had three wars. Okay, and we were absolutely outnumbered, and um, China was better than us yeah. in in terms of technology and equipment. Okay, yet, yeah, yet they couldn't fuck with us, right? Because you know, if, I don't want to yes, boast about do. my own country, but we are we are pretty ballsy. <laughs> no, no, we are pretty ballsy. You know, I will tell you one small incident. Yeah. We have a we have a hill called as Tiger Hill, right? And our our Subedar, uh, the commander, was in the base. And he had, you know, like almost 30 yeah. plus units stationed on the hill. 
okay and in the night he said by the morning okay the chinese are going to be there but you cannot lose the fucking hill okay i don't care what happens right and our soldiers did not have bullets you know that's i know that's ironic that sounds like silly but they did not have it okay you know the yeah. knife at the end of the rifle they started killing with that and when they you know chinese got very near to the um, you know the base okay so for example mm-hmm. tiger hill is a very steep hill right um so it's very treacherous so when 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 um, you know soldiers saw that we did not have any other option they started hugging you know three to four chinese uh, men and started jumping from the mountain you know they were like you know i'm going to die but i am making sure that i don't that, have you know, any interest in talking you out of your indian nationalism uh huh no, no, no i understand i'm just, I'm just but every example, military right? every so, yeah so every we, army we are has stories ballsy. that story you just gave about tiger hill every army every unit has stories about that uh-huh. i mean all you have not necessarily okay. not necessarily i can tell you why uh-huh. right because in 2018 uh, south yeah. africa had an international exhibition okay where all the fucking mighty yeah. people came from all over the world okay to compete okay you know the top two winners who no. uh, of that competition were <laughs> india a and india b like i'm i'm putting out the i don't give a fuck about you know uh, uh, you know like uh, right. uh, fucking marines and all these people right because you know in, you know like united states military people have the coziest jobs because they have they are probably out equipped than any other force in the world while india is not you know like india was really even till today we are very under under weaponized and under equipped but we still you know make a habit of it to you know like make the best out of it so that yeah so essentially what i'm trying india to say is, is you know like is the same we really respect that our land by the israelis you know, and so i'm a jew i'm pro israel i but people 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 get furious about the israelis talking about how they have this great military because they say what terrible people they are i think this when i i think i don't the only thing i can think that's the matchup in india is people talk about the whatever mm-hmm. the levels in certain areas of whatever religious intolerance there is between mm-hmm. the people between mm-hmm. okay so here yeah. here is one thing about israel right like i i i i tell to this about every fucking american that i meet when they when they right. start shitting about israel right i say just remember that in the past 75 years israel has had seven wars against 11 countries and they, and then they have never lost one do you know why because the day that they're going to lose that country ceases to exist so in all the fucking right areas they are aggressive and i you know i totally respect it and that's a similar situation with india right because we have communism on the right and right. um you know islamism on the left so we have to defend ourselves and th- that is why indians are very you, very aggressive in terms of soil and our land and you don't have to defend yourselves because you have this you have this wonderful guru then we'll be fucked dude mahatma we'll gandhi who talked about uh-huh. the power of nonviolence fuck that guy fuck fuck that guy <laughs> yes f- uh, he, that what? bastard i don't know why How the fuck you... you know people yes <laughs> people absolutely <laughs> oh, come hate on him. everybody doesn't hate him right <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, West, Western media definitely loves, especially BBC. The BB, so one take I thought was interesting that I've always heard about that, and again, I have not read enough about it, but people who look at that, the success of that nonviolence mm-hmm. movement say, well, that nonviolence... Dude, it was not fucking well, successful. Come on, dude, come on. It was not fucking successful. It, it, do you want to know how, why you know, it was, why so it was unsuccessful? unsuccessful? There were literally millions of fucking freedom fighters, yet Mahatma Gandhi was the only fucking asshole who had seat in the uh, in the parliament of British. Why the fuck do you think they respected him, they invited him? They did not do that to Nelson Mandela, did they? They fucking imprisoned him, right? They brainwashed him. You know, they, they fed him chemicals to, uh, to especially, you know, mentally castrate him, you know, to make sure that he's not mentally capable. Why the fuck was Gandhi given Rolls Royce to roam around and he was he had a seat in parliament? Okay, you think, because he so was you're, one of what them. you're saying, Gandhi was a tool of the British Empire at the time? Fuck yeah, he, he, he was the brand ambassador for that shit. You know, like, we, we, we had a, a freedom fighter called as Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose, you know, who was assassinated. Yeah in air quotes okay he went to germany he he talked to hitler to support india you know he he went to Br- britain itself and gathered support from then royals you know to support indian movement and he was the first guy who uh, who who created this indian army to fight against british you know so in no way this fucking non-violence movement was successful dude come on are you in general sort of um are you it sounds like are you proud mm-hmm. not just well i think there is a there's an argument about war mm-hmm. and violence that the world would be better if there weren't war and violence and then some people believe that there will always mm-hmm. be war and therefore you will always need to be ready to commit violence but mm-hmm. in general war is really shitty for everybody yeah. so i'm sure presenting it's mm-hmm. traumatic it's awful all kinds of people mm-hmm. die in general, we'd like to avoid mm-hmm. war. So, do you? I mean, how do I? How do you? How do you feel about war? What do you think about war in the military? In so, I I would like to quote an UFC fighter um, uh, who recently said something that I really agree with. You know, he said in terms of Ukraine that I am not going to fight in another man land. You know, another man's land, right? That means he was not going to go to Ukraine and fight. But he said that if it comes to my own state, you know, I will, um, you know, dig my boots and die there, right? And that's the kind of attitude I have, you know, like, I'm not going to say, you know, like, fuck China, fuck these countries, no, because that's not <laughs> sustainable. And right. that's not really what humans are built for. So I feel like, you know, like, because of that, I would say, you know, like, we don't have to attack anyone, but we 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 definitely need to know how to defend ourselves. Yeah, I I, I don't I, I don't disagree. I just um, it's interesting. You sort of the kind of the guns, beer, bald eagle mm-hmm. people. Those are the people that you are. You're in yes, that yes, group. Yes, definitely, definitely. The, yeah, you a a strong you know, proud nationalists. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't think these, I think these nation states, just like we've talked about at the mm-hmm. very beginning of this stories, pe- people tell themselves stories. Mm-hmm. For instance, you tell yourself a story about what the country of India is and who mm-hmm. the people are there. 
Well, it's way more complicated than the story we say, where we say Americans are American. For instance, I agree with my friend who says America is no longer a country. America is a, it never was, it was always supposed to be a United States. So the states are supposed mm -hmm. to have power, but we do not have what is American. Mm -hmm. There's almost, I think there are very few things that are holding people together mm -hmm. anymore. In every nation mm -hmm. state, there are some cultural yes. beliefs some religions, yeah. some family yes. history, some, I lived here longer mm -hmm. than you. So India is the same. It's so whether the border, whether China takes a 300 kilometers mm -hmm. here, or you take 300 kilometers mm -hmm. of China in, I don't know, the nation state is a mm -hmm. fiction. It hasn't been even been around mm -hmm. forever. I just, don't, okay. I'm not, so, I just don't so, see it as a, so the, thing. the name Bharat, the uh, ideology of India, right? It, it goes yeah. back as, old as I believe 1200 years. So all kinds of good and bad ideas go back. For instance, people argue that Jesus, you know, Jesus was real uh, because how could this book last so long? I'm not this arguing with that. Right. No, I'm, I'm just arguing right. with this ideology of nation and patriotism, you okay. know, because Western countries are not countries. You know, the fucking France and the Germany. Okay, well, who was who the father of France? You could say Charlemagne, right? But all you're doing, you're just playing a timeline game. You're making an arbitrary mm -hmm. determination that because your country has an older, our country's been around longer, therefore our country's real no, and no, yours no, is no, not. No, no, Like, no. is that how it works? I'm saying okay. because my country has existed like this for a longer time, I would like to preserve it as okay. it is. Okay, that, well, that seems perfectly That's reasonable. It. I'm not saying but your country does not exist right. because, you know, like the statement that you gave that, you know, like United States is not a country. I like to believe opposite right. because United States is really the, like one of the legitimate countries. I agree that people, you know, have different ethnicities and nationalities and bloodlines and history and all these things, right? But there is some sort of common purpose between people which make that country work, right? Otherwise, United States would not work as a country. The, the United overall, if I were talking about history stuff, the United States stopped being a mm -hmm. country when the federal government started gathering power twenty yes, or thirty yes, years that I after, agree. <laughs> after the Constitution. Yes. And it, the second time it mm -hmm. stopped being a country is when the Civil uh -huh. War happened, when uh -huh. states in the United States of America were denied the ability to leave. I thought we were voluntary. Yes. Well, the federal government said, no, you were not yeah. voluntary. You must remain with mm -hmm. our country. And uh -huh. since then, the federal government has grown yes. in power at Washington, D.C., and all the independent states have lost power. Do, do you think that, you know, like U.S. Supreme Court becoming political was also that kind, that kind of move? I think the Supreme I think the U.S. Supreme Court has always been mm -hmm. political, and I think there is intense polarization. That's right. right. Like, like, do you think that kind of move where Supreme Court walked away from law and became political? Do you think that was no? Because, you know, for like instance, that? these the so-called liberal mm -hmm. judges and the so-called conservative mm -hmm. judges over time have often changed their mm -hmm. positions. So we would have conservative mm -hmm. presidents nominate yes. people who over time would make quote unquote liberal mm -hmm. decisions and liberal presidents would push people and they'd get in that over time would become more conservative. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the current people in there, the people who are supposedly extreme mm -hmm. right wing and extreme left wing, these judges often agree with an mm -hmm. argument 
that is against their quote unquote political Belief, leaning. Yeah. So I'm a liberal progressive, and yet I vote with the conservative mm -hmm. justice on this case on the rule mm -hmm. of law. And so I don't know, is it more political? Probably. And I think that's maybe that's the fault mm -hmm. of the judges. I think that's probably the biggest fault of the American yes. people, the American media. And Dude, the I, I saw this story. I don't know whether you have uh, given a thought yeah. to it or not. This new uh, bullshit that they said that New York police have given millions of dollars to those pe uh, those people who who were protesting uh, in BLM Black Lives Matter and they destroyed small yeah. businesses and you know the police department was ordered to give money. I was like, yeah, this is where you know the law meets fantasy. Like it's like any shit can happen <laughs> because it's not even sensible, right? It's like you're, you're in, in incentivizing people not to work hard. And you just say, you know, like it, it's similar to, I think right now, the Los Angeles story, you know, where I believe there yeah. is a statutory limit of theft. So, uh, yeah. So um, the United States is currently in this period where there's a lot of money being given to kind of, so institutional mm -hmm. guilt and a lot of money for guilt uh, because the country had a has has had a long history of racism mm -hmm. toward certain groups. And so especially mm -hmm. the biggest group, of course, is African-Americans, mm -hmm. black mm -hmm. Americans, who many of whom were brought, whose ancestors were brought over here as yes. slaves. Uh, and so they're trying to figure out what do you do about a group mm -hmm. of people who you who identify racially or mm -hmm. culturally who are mm -hmm. struggling, but they have there's some there's some there's some wrong to them that mm -hmm. was done. And there's a bunch of systemic racist stuff that was done all the way mm -hmm. to today. And so this is just like ultra liberals saying, well, I don't know how to fix it, but I'm just going to throw money yes. at it. So and I would uh -huh. say the yeah, the bigger problems is money culture family mm -hmm. there are cultural problems and the art the strong argument for this is how can poor mm -hmm. people from the middle east africa mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. asia incredibly poor people get here legally or illegally yes. and then come here and have intact families living in abject poverty mm -hmm. and racism have intact families work to work to build businesses mm -hmm. There has to be a cultural thing because those Africa, again, you get the people from Africa who come and they're like, I don't know what these people are complaining about. I just came from a country. It's mm -hmm. way worse. So I, th I think there's some perspective mm -hmm. here. There are people who've been here a long time and they have legitimately been screwed with. Black Americans have been mm -hmm. abused and be in all kinds of ways. So now the question is, what's mm -hmm. the fix? Is throwing money at the fix? It absolutely is yes. not. So these things, obviously, I look at it and go, well, that's well-meaning, uh -huh. but obviously it's it's garbage. I'm the same way you mm -hmm. like, yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, a lot of these things don't make sense to me no more because, you know, <laughs> in Italy, they the Supreme Court passed the law saying if groping, you know, groping a woman, if it lasts under 10 seconds, it is not uh, groping. It's not considered as groping. <laughs> I'm like, so what? All the perpetrators will walk around with a stopwatch. And right. if and if the but, woman is going to defend herself, it will be considered as you know like um, domestic violence or you know like it's not even considered as self-defense, right? I am going to mm -hmm. argue that you legitimately, with well intentions, mm -hmm. are being caught up in the internet's mm -hmm. moral outrage mm -hmm. engine, where mm -hmm. media and influencers and politicians mm -hmm. feed you information about the stupid things people mm -hmm. are doing. 
and the immoral things people uh -huh. are doing, and you get infuriated about okay. it. Okay, okay. He, he, here is the thing: are all, dumb laws uh -huh. are always uh -huh. passed. So you're just don't look for dumb laws; they're easy no, to no. find. No, no. Okay, I will give you my perspective. Okay, anytime I, okay. I I look at these things, okay, I I have my own like kind of document where I I write okay. jokes about these things. You know, because one day eventually. <laughs> oh, like you read about it and you immediately start like, where's the yes, funny in I'm this? I'm like, you know, like with this uh, 10 second rule, um, you know, I, I was sitting <laughs> with my friends and one of my friends told me because she is a lawyer. So she said that, you know, this happened. Yeah. I was like, you know, that's funny because now all the perpetrators, perpetrators in Italy, right? They'll be walking around with a stopwatch. Right. You know, they're going to grab a boob and they'll say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> right. And then, you know, they, right. they just do it. And she was like, Okay, first of all, you need to get checked from a psychologist because I think you're, you're having some issues. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, um, you know, she said like, I think you are that Patrick Bateman character where, where you're very twisted. I was like, no, because, you know, like these situations, you cannot be serious, right? Because it's not right. like your anger or your, you know, like fuck you kind of attitude is not going to change that decision. You know? If a law has been passed, that it's passed. Is correct. That's it. Then the, all the things you can do is talk about it and make fun of it. Yes, but there is an entire system mm -hmm. now that is international. Yes. Um, it, obviously, there's some countries where mm -hmm. it's not. But the the way internet and social media are functioning mm -hmm. is obviously to – they work on your envy. Advertising has worked for many decades on – maybe for mm -hmm. centuries – envy you want something someone else has you feel bad you don't have something you think you're mm -hmm. entitled to and now the other side anger has always been yes. used but tiktok for uh -huh. instance i get on tiktok every few months i kill mm -hmm. my account and then go back on with another account this last time mm -hmm. i went on a month ago i had a brand new mm -hmm. account so it was clear so there's nothing uh -huh. attached i started uh -huh. it and i'm you know i'm watching uh -huh. the tiktoks and after about half an hour to mm -hmm. an hour over cumulative use it had already started sending me down pathways that it could mm -hmm. see. If I see a video where someone's being abused by mm -hmm. cops, maybe I hang on it longer. And I'm like, that's irritating. <laughs> well, TikTok's like, I saw that. You didn't have to like it, follow or share it, but I saw you didn't click right yes. past it and you watched it for 10, 15, 20 I'm seconds. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to deliver you one more. And before you know it, the whole algorithm is focused on, are you mad about yes. this? Yes. Awesome. Let's yeah. watch. You know, like I heard this BLM thing, you know, that judgment. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I wrote a joke. I know it's very bad, but I wrote a joke, you know, like, like, um, you know, that regular uh, job agencies you have where unemployed people go. You know, one of yes. the staff got angry. You know, she said, why the fuck are not people showing up? And a guy came in and she said that, you know, like, if, if you cannot find a job, we will pay you. And he said, "No, don't worry. Yeah. I'll just go to the nearest police station." And said, "I was, I was an, uh, you know, BLM activist." <laughs> I know it's right. a shit joke. How dare I know you? It's a shit joke, but yeah. you know, like I, I, I always try to find the funny in that seriousness, because you know, it's like okay. And have you heard this congressman in your country who said, "You know, I know a person who who has seen, um, you know, uh, UFOs." I'm like, yeah, yeah he's he's that, uh, you know, drunk guy in a bar. You know, who says, you know, I once met, you know, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Just before he was about to get assassinated, you know, I, I even told him that I know a guy who's going to shoot you, but, you know, like he did not listen to me. I'm pretty sure that congressman is now, like that. 
Now, to uh, be fair, if you follow uh, the news, the U.S. Air Force yes. in the last year and a year uh, and a half, they don't say they're not saying, hey, these are aliens. They're just saying, fine, we will release the information mm -hmm. about the crap our pilots mm -hmm. saw that at the time we couldn't explain. And we still. So a UFO is just something was in the yes. air and we don't know what yeah. it was. Yeah, it's like you know, now that's my perception. I don't get angry at news. I, I, I just find it <laughs> okay. hilarious. You know, absolutely hilarious because it's like, you know, now the world has stopped making sense anymore. <laughs> we are, you know, back all the way to uh -huh. the beginning where you're talking about evolution. Yes. Um, you have to, I, I don't think dismissively, there's sorry. a way in which you, you can uh, be dismissive. Yeah, of sorry, us. could you repeat it? Oh, wait. Um, yeah. Of course. Okay. So back at the beginning of this conversation, mm -hmm. you're talking about evolution. Yes. And I think there's a way in which we can dismiss uh -huh. ourselves as Oh, we're just dumb animals. Uh -huh. But the other way, I think you're laughing like, yeah, we are some dumb animals. This world, if I look at the macro mm -hmm. level, it's very hard for me to understand why we can't organize ourselves mm -hmm. more kindly and peacefully. Uh -huh. Why is this not possible? And it could be, you know, you started off at the beginning talking about Mother mm -hmm. Nature. Mother Nature has zero yes. interest in you being <laughs> comfortable. In fact, it makes you worse at your job yes. of raising of reproduce mm -hmm. having sex and raising new animals to do the same thing it makes you bad at that the competition the brutal competition between people mm -hmm. and animals and all the is it's like uh-oh this is written into the mm -hmm. algorithm we are supposed to yes. do this that's terrible even though we can uh -huh. imagine how about you just put one you talked about tiger hill i'm gonna have to go uh -huh. look that up one of my favorite stories is from world war one it's the christmas yes, truce i know that and it happened in the european yes. trenches at one point they're like we're gonna celebrate mm -hmm. christmas so we're gonna send an envoy yeah. will you guys hold off for yeah. a day and they did and then the the next day dawned and nobody yes. was shooting and the next day nobody dawned was and nobody yeah. was shooting the armies on both sides had to send, they had to rotate mm -hmm. over the next weeks and months. They had to rotate all those soldiers out because even when they were ordered to <laughs> they shoot, would not. they would deliberately shoot yes. high so it would go over the heads of mm -hmm. the enemies. At any moment in every war, yes. everybody could just put the fucking uh -huh. guns down, but we don't because uh -huh. we're kind of built for this okay. conflict, liking uh -huh. this conflict. I have something for that, right? Uh, do you know who Caesar Milan is? <laughs> You know, Caesar Milan. Have you heard of him? Caesar yeah. Milan. Yes. The, yeah. That I I have mixed feelings uh -huh. about okay. that dude. So uh, he he said something okay. that made very sense to me. Um, you know, because he was okay. uh, training a human. He's he, you know he always says that dog is not the fault but the human. Um, you know, which <laughs> right. because after being um, you know multiple dogs owner, I understand that hundred yeah. percent. Um, so he said that you know human is the only animal in the world who follows unfit leaders. Like no other animal does that. You know why? Okay, let's make top 10 most intelligent people right now. Okay, sure. And let's see how many of them are leading governments. Nobody, okay. right? <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you want proof for my audience? You guys, if you want proof, um, just go look at um, Mark Zuckerberg's um, uh, testament against the Congress. And that one okay. fucking congressman who, who did not know difference between Google and iPhone. Like that guy <laughs> is your leader. Just and he thought that I am fit enough to ask, you know, Mark Zuckerberg a question right. about internet. And he right. was very smug about it. You know, he was like, 
and if he was so confident about it that probably Mark Zuckerberg got confused. Yes, I've watched I've watched that weird again, people who say Mark Zuckerberg is very uh -huh. robotic, but I've watched that. So his eyes are always too wide open. And it right, I've seen that. I think I've seen that where it's like he's processing yes. <laughs> and he can't make he can't figure out what to say because he needs to figure out where am yeah. I going? Where what's happening? Am I here now? <laughs> Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like, and when when Caesar said that, I was like, yeah, it's true. You know, like human is the only species that follow unfit leaders because in animal kingdom, you know, like another leader, another you know, like better leader would just challenge you, and okay, that person he, would become leader. Here, here's the fundamental problem mm -hmm. then with that. We say the only place the, the, human beings are the only people who will follow an unfit mm -hmm. leader. What makes a fit Joe Biden unfit, fit leader? And in, but in what context you were, I'm, uh -huh. it's, no, and I think that's totally legitimate. We are judging uh -huh. animals and we are, we're conscious, we're judging, we're comparing, we're making up uh -huh. stories. Other animals are not doing yes. this. And so whatever is going to uh -huh. unfold, it's going to unfold based on the temperature, how many of the prey are good at running away, how many of the predators are good at uh -huh. catching them, how much food is available and how nutritious it is, how dangerous the parasitic uh -huh. stuff is. Again, how do you have earthquakes or I don't know, whatever the things are, it'll be a natural enfolding inside the mm -hmm. web of life. We have made up all this complicated shit mm -hmm. in here. Politics, philosophy, religion, sociology, psychology. Who are we? What are we doing? What's the best way to govern? I can imagine right now off the top mm -hmm. of my head, we could, you and I could just make up utopias. Yes. We can imagine those utopias mm -hmm. existing and they instantly exist inside mm -hmm. our head. And that starts to pull us toward, well, would it be possible to make that utopia? Animals don't think mm -hmm. about that. We are too complicated. My mom's take is that we are blessed and cursed and mostly on the cursed. We are cursed with consciousness. This made us, we had some ancestors long mm -hmm. ago that became conscious and started developing mm -hmm. consciousness and they got better at having mm -hmm. children. And now we wind up in the situation we are now where this consciousness is a real problem. We are no longer fighting about resources yes. as much as we're fighting about our ideas about what we're supposed to be doing with mm -hmm. those resources. So here is what I, I would say, right? See, if, if you okay. look at, uh, a, 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 you know, like a bee, right? Honeybee, right? Yes. The queen is the one who can lay the most eggs. Like there is no question about it, right? The day she will stop laying eggs, another queen will ch challenge that queen and replace it, right? Because reproduction is the number of average that a bee follows. Right, unless, and again, you see this too, there are algorithms where the bees make a terrible yes, yes. decision. Yes, yes, no, that happens. I'm, I'm just talking yes. about law of average here. Okay, now, totally. if, you look at, if you look into a, uh, you know, a lion's group, you know, the, the strongest lioness will be the leader, right? The, the male lions cannot be right. leaders, they're just yes. protectors, right? Now, in that terms you know a lioness needs to be very intuitive and sensitive only then she can become a leader okay now if you look at elephants the most wisest usually becomes the leader because elephants even of their size you know they are still praise right now when you talk about uh, humans right what is our thing our thing is the brain right the, right mm, um, you know the thing that, that works <laughs> intelligence now that means we have to follow intelligent leaders. We have to follow someone who is better than us, right? Now, you tell me how many 
dude because whether people want to agree it or not our world leaders are our leaders right they are the leader of this tribe you know like biden is the tribe of america Correct. you know modi is the tribe of india now these tribal leaders how fucking good are they and my next yeah. question is how tolerant are we right to despite knowing that whatever the fuck they are speaking is bullshit <laughs> our ability to tolerate it uh yeah do you know that famous famous uh, uh, speech from biden the same uh, stable that jesus was born was the same stable and he fucking loses that thing and i can tell you like like even a 10 year old kid if you show him that speech he will say what the fuck is wrong with this guy now yet yet that guy that fucking guy has access to nuclear codes to you know like de- destroy this fucking world as we know it so here's what we might say about john boris john boris of yeah. uk united kingdom didn't know shit dude didn't know shit like uh <laughs> he just happened to be there you um i think so we're trying to oh it must be it's a it's a glitch in our system we should be choosing the smartest leader if we were supposed to choose the smartest leader mm-hmm. i mean i agree sometimes we probably would choose the smartest leader so we sometimes look at species mm-hmm. interacting in nature and we say they're wasting all this time and energy on things we can't figure out what they're doing why do they do that why do they do yes. that there must be some reason for that well there might be a reason mm-hmm. for it or it might be an unintended consequence of something else is the reason we will stick with mm-hmm. joe biden because our own mm-hmm. developed sense of loyalty our own developed sense of wanting uh-huh. to believe stories that aren't true has believing yes. stories that aren't true about people may be a more powerful driving force to keep us alive and be good for our reproduction mm-hmm. than as you say telling the truth telling the truth might be way mm-hmm. down on the list of things that are important about keeping you and your children alive and doing the right thing yes. or following your values mm-hmm. and principles may be lower mm-hmm. on the line of things than others mm-hmm. got it here is what joe rogan okay. said right he said he said about elections yeah. um, he said that election is a popularity contest between two celebrities sure. <laughs> that's it that is what elections are about um because you know like people uh, i always think about this a lot um because you know like when trump was coming up you know there was this real tension in the world that this guy is going to just fucking launch nukes and you know <clears throat> he is going to destabilize the world but ironically you know i feel like he brought like that kind of stability and then they saw this grandpa of biden they saw okay you know what he is old he is he's very peaceful guy you know we expect some stability and that fucker came in and pulled out of afghanistan you know that means you know it it was indeed a popular contest uh, where we were believed into believing in bullshit right i i mean i guess you're you're setting up some very diametrical you're saying trump good biden bad and i just no no i'm i'm not talking about that i'm i'm just talking about people people's expectation and what really happened well so i don't give i mean i think the two of us if we're sitting in a room i have this experience with other people mm-hmm. if we look out at people's expectations we would immediately start mm-hmm. by saying everyone's expectations are off all your expectations are mm-hmm. unrealistic but there must be a reason why you have these unrealistic expectations for the leader you believe mm-hmm. the leader is better than the leader is you believe the leader is stronger uh-huh. more smarter there uh-huh. must be some reason why we want 
We want to believe yeah, stories. Yeah, that is. We want to believe illusions. That is. You know okay, why? <laughs> you ask anybody who is Trump. A pussy grabber, right? <laughs> right. A failing right. businessman and a fucking crazy guy. That's that's the definition of you know Trump. They do not talk about you know he's charismatic and all. all what are you talking future. about? I have thirty. Now, I have thirty-five to forty percent of the population of the United States of America that thinks exactly that. Mm-hmm. That he is charismatic. Yeah, he's a freedom fighter. He's the only true person. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But what about majority? <laughs> okay, well, the, right. The majority didn't like him. Right. right. Now Biden. What is Biden? Okay, he served under, under the most peaceful leader ever. That is Obama. Uh, I mean, I don't fucking believe no. that. But, you know, he, he served under Obama. You know, he's this wise guy. Dude, and people expect him to be very politically correct. He's, you know, Grandpa yeah. Joe. You know, he's going to bring stability. That fucker has given some kind of, you know, these statements that if you listen to, you will you will start laughing, right? But the populist belief is this. That means we, you know, we as a species, we do follow unfit leaders. It doesn't follow because you, mm-hmm. from your perspective, which again, we are trapped in our own little, on the micro picture on the group photo, we're trapped in our own head about mm-hmm. what we understand about the world. We don't, mm-hmm. what makes, people are very sure that they can tell the difference between a fit and unfit leader. The question is, what about all the, uh-huh. I don't all think the situations so, but, yeah. anyway. where a leader appears uh-huh. fit and the leader is fit, but mm-hmm. they are the wrong leader for that moment? And we are not very good at determining what leader we need for what moment. When people look back on time and say, this leader was great, it's almost always because mm-hmm. that's how history worked out. And that person was the right person at the right time and nobody knew it. And if anybody did, they're lying. Mm-hmm. So like just uncertainty, whether Trump was a good or bad leader, whether Biden is good or bad, like I'm not, it's too complicated for me to wrap my head around to assess. Yeah, but I'm not talking about being right or wrong. I'm talking about being fit fit or unfit. Like, okay, now would you like hand on heart would say that Biden is capable of running a country? Like in his age and in his ability. That's clearly- No, I disagree. He clearly is because he's been the president of the, of the most powerful uh-huh. country in the world for years now. So he clearly is fit. So I would argue. But that, but that dude cannot read out of a, a teleprompter. It doesn't matter. Reading off a teleprompter is something any idiot communicologist. I've watched these idiots. So you're talking about a newscaster, a newscaster can read off a teleprompter and those people are uh-huh. subhuman idiots. Mm-hmm. But, but would you say that reading, reading, is one of the basic comprehensive ability of a human. Yeah, but I don't think he's. Wouldn't I don't, you say he that he can read. I don't think he's dumb. No, I he just cannot. think he. No, 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 no. Definitely, he's old he and stuttering, and he's not processing then, stuff properly. Then fucking retire, dude. Like, come on, you cannot run the you know the most powerful country in the world, and you cannot be unfit. You so uh, so. It's it's like yeah. this. It's like this, right? You like in in the in the in the fucking hundred meter yes. sprint, right? You you sent a forty plus year old against Usain Bolt, you know, because there are Usain Bolts in you know leaders throughout right. this world, you know, who are far fitter than Biden. And by United States picking Biden, because I still remember the pre- preliminary rounds, you know, when Biden was yeah. going to run, there was Peter Buttigieg, there was there were many other young candidates who the country would have picked, but they picked the most fucking old guy who doesn't have a brain. 
you know in in the most ironical uh, matter i can just tell you this because you know like i don't know how much you uh, pay attention to news and all these things but you know i i i pay a little bit attention to united states because whatever the whatever those fuckers decide you know it has direct impact sure. on my life because i have clients in united states so um i don't know whether my clients um you know pay attention to it or not but i definitely pay attention so you know i feel like you know like th- there are better leaders within united states but it's just a, it, it 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 has become like this theatrical where it's just a popular contest who can um so you know, like please more what audience about, uh, you know he shall be the pre- uh, president what about with um royal so lines of royalty where the the son uh-huh. or the daughter who needs to take over mm-hmm. becomes uh they but they have to take over when they're a child so basically mm-hmm. there's long reigns where a child is in charge of the country that go very well now it wasn't because that child was in charge yes. it was because there's a king no. or queen regent there's somebody there's some Correct. advisor or group of advisors who made sure that yes. so do I th- Biden is he's just a front piece. In fact, the reason why the American political system and the media system hated Trump so much is he wouldn't follow mm-hmm. directions from the smart people mm-hmm. behind the scenes. The smart people behind mm-hmm. the scenes would tell him, yes. hey, you're going to upset those people. And Trump would get some wild hair up his butt and get mad about it. And so he'd just be, I don't care mm-hmm. what you say. I'm going to do whatever I want. The yes. United States president is a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. for the power structure in Washington DC and around the world. But dude, come on, you you need to have a, a certain amount of enigma and charismatic even if you want to be just a No, you don't because the, the best country. in my opinion, the best part of this for me is that if we can we just dispense with the illusions. So to me, the fact that people are still trying to defend Biden I think is silly. Let's dispense with the illusion. He was chosen because old people won't vote for a young person and he'd been around a long time and he had a reputation for maybe bringing Republicans and conservatives together so he could pull some center Uh red state people in. He was a choice Mm -hmm. to get a Democrat elected and he was a choice. Mm -hmm. They're like, no one else can beat Trump. So I think he was, you know, old guy against old guy. We're going to run into it again. We're about to have Mm -hmm. it happen again. I guarantee it's going to be Biden versus Trump unless one of them dies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That circus is about to restart. It it drops the illusion. The thing I liked about Trump Uh is I think he Uh was bald-faced, self-serving. And I like the fact that I just knew Trump was doing things for Trump. And he was infuriating the other people in power Mm -hmm. because he was taking their power and money away from them. And he was doing whatever he wanted to do Mm -hmm. for him and his cronies. It was bald and it was truthful. Biden is truthful. Mm -hmm. The idea somehow that he is competent. It's right. I'm completely Mm -hmm. with you on the surface. It's Mm -hmm. proven. He's not, Mm -hmm. this man cannot be trusted Mm -hmm. to have adult conversations with other adults. He doesn't have his yes because he suffers from dementia and he do he, he yeah he's walks. getting old he can't speak correctly he he doesn't hear things as well he's experiencing uh-huh. he has problems with old age so to me it's like the illusion is gone mm-hmm. we know this guy is simply you they have those cardboard no, cutouts that you can not. get of athletes okay and stuff. D- that's all he d- is. D- you know, do you still remember that line that um, you know Biden said that if you don't vote for me, you're not black? <laughs> sure, I do remember that. Yeah, dude, if 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 Trump said that, oh yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they would say, you know what, Trump is an asshole. You know, he's he's a Nazi, right? Well, how about this? We had the exact same situation with Trump with the religious. So, 
the yes yes i i remember where that again this yeah. pussy grabbing thing <laughs> some voters yeah. refused to vote for him or quote unquote they held their nose and voted for trump because even though he's not a good yeah. person he's the person who's closest to my values they are figure yes. these biden is a figurehead he's just a cardboard cutout that stands there at the microphone mm-hmm. and says things yes other people mm-hmm. are in power it is not biden he is a seven-year-old mm-hmm. who's been elected to the king and he's not capable mm-hmm. anymore. I'm sure he has opinions and he makes he big decisions, but no, he's not what mm-hmm. he used to be. And I'm completely, yeah. I like the, I prefer, uh, Obama was super popular. Just like you identified, Obama yes. was full of shit. He, he pitched, yes. he was a big liberal progressive. He's a centrist. He, 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 didn't, he said yeah. he'd close down Guantanamo. He said he'd end the wars. He didn't do that. Trump yes. did that. Trump, he the horrible right-wing yes. bastard, ended wars. <laughs> Obama, eight years, and did not a single war and only added conflict. Yeah, that's what. I think, I think uh, you know, the day um, lobbying stops, you know, lobbying becomes oh illegal. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think, I think there, is, there is some hope. But until then, I don't know, Brendan, your country Wait, can is I, fucked. Can I tell you, I think the overall, and my friend struggles with it because he is, um, so he's a bit of a conspiracy theorist, but the problem is when I go look at his uh-huh. conspiracies, a lot of them turn out to have uh-huh. good factual basis. So I'm like, well, crap, it's always disappointing when it happens. <laughs> but he, he hangs around with conspiracy theorists, and there's a lot of people who sort of uh-huh. gleefully talk about the fact that, oh, yeah, the economy is going to collapse and the government's going to collapse. Mm-hmm. We're going to wind up having to, like, all of the, you know, we won't have food, we won't have electricity. The whole thing's going to collapse. And they're like, yay, then we'll finally mm-hmm. be able to have a better government. And Brian's like, dude, I don't want to live through that. You do not want the revolution <laughs> to happen while you're alive. That is not fun. So yes. my hope is that if it's corrupt, but it's stable, mm-hmm. I guess I vote for corrupt and stable over true and unstable. What do you mm-hmm. think? Yeah. Yes, I think I, I don't know which poet said it, but he said that um, a revolution only look looks good yeah, in the history books. Exactly, it's awful. <laughs> it is terrible. I don't want to be there. Yeah, it is terrible. Yeah, that's what. Like, um, yeah, I think we have we have. But fought. I'm with you. I dream uh, of like imagine a time, and we have had candidates. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders is also so. There's somebody who like he just keeps saying the same thing. So he's consistent. He's not a hypocrite. Yes. Uh, and then we yes. have this, we ha- we'll have millionaires occasionally like Ross Perot or it was Andrew Yang recently. Mm-hmm. They come out and they're like, I'm just going to say this one thing. And this is, I'm going to tell it like mm-hmm. it is. And if you want to vote for me on this one thing, you will or you won't. And in America, generally we don't, we go with one of the people who tell mm-hmm. us what we want to hear. Um, but if mm-hmm. one of those people were elected, if Bernie Sanders were elected, it would not go well. He is not going to be able to work with the power mm-hmm. structure. They're not going to let him do anything yes. he wants to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there is a deep state in order yes. to too. There's a lot of people whose job it is, it is their job now mm-hmm. to perpetuate the federal government to make, because they all have jobs. I understand the federal government employs so many people. It is so powerful. Mm-hmm. No agency ever agrees to cut back on itself. That never happens. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, Brendan, here is one thing that I always tell okay. Americans just to yeah. piss them off. Okay. Here is a concept that I do not understand. It's the government shutdown. Mm. You know, because I have studied history, you know, because I, I, I have studied in India, 
in india history is very fucking extensive and unnecessary and uh, you know we are meant to understand the process of democracies <laughs> and all this bullshit okay. i have in my wildest dream have never dreamed of a government shutting down it is so from my perspective so from my perspective i think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing and now is it terrible yes um essentially the president we don't the president the, if the if the parts of our separated government don't agree the system grinds to a halt or people are unable to get things through so either government becomes more inefficient which i think in some cases is good because i think the federal government will simply absorb more so i think it's good when the federal government can't make things happen sometimes but the shutdown is just an mm-hmm. example that the the separated branches of our system disagree mm-hmm. about the way the people's money is going to be spent and so then they're like by mm-hmm. law we can't spend any more money of it unless we agree so then it i don't yes. know like it's bad for the people working for federal i, I saw this but... mm-hmm. i saw this similar situation right recently that with the credit uh, you know raising the credit roof yeah. the limit and the governments could not agree and they were like you know government just shut down i was like what the fuck are you talking about it's it's not it's not a private entity you know like i'm the i'm the owner and i'm like you know what today i'm not going to open my bakery you know let's let people fucking starve oh. and it's not like i'm the only bakery in the world <laughs> you know but imagine a country doing like you know what i don't feel like governing my people so fuck here's it. the deal <laughs> um i just saw john i saw a little clip of john stewart talking about this and he said you know, imagine mm-hmm. the most efficient way for this to work. There would be a taxpayer mm-hmm. and the taxpayer would send money to the government and then the government mm-hmm. would pool all that money and then deliver services mm-hmm. to the tax people. And he says, that's what that would, this is the most efficient way of running the government. And then he turns to the other camera. And there's like this thunderclap of like a lightning. And he says, <laughs> but that's called socialism. And in America, we don't like socialism. <laughs> we Americans don't think the government knows what to do with the money. And I am inclined to mm-hmm. agree with them. In America, mm-hmm. we have given all this power and money to the federal government, but we do not like mm-hmm. the government. So in America, left and right, yes. the left is suspicious of the police and the governing powers in their mm-hmm. area. The right is suspicious of the federal government, but both of them across the line are suspicious of some element of government. So I don't know, how prevalent is that in India? How many people in India would say, I do not trust the government? Almost okay, perfect. Everybody. Indians and Americans, <laughs> we completely agree. Yeah, but but in India, law doesn't take, um, you know, uh, people don't take law as seriously oh as God. people yeah, in the United do, States right? take it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it was Gabriel Iglesias who said, you know, like in India, traffic si- signals are more or more of a suggestion than a rule. <laughs> like, you know, like you you spot a red, you know, you you might need to stop. It is just a suggestion, you know, like people are not going to, um, you know, like light you up because here there is no light you up kind of procedure. You know, they will just uh, take a picture of you and they will just uh, post it to you with the fine. <laughs> Yeah. So if there is no cop, you just jump the fucking signal. I I know my own fucking city police is going to uh, rile me up on Twitter saying what the fuck were you saying, bro? <laughs> but yeah, that is act- that's the consequence. Right. That, I've that is a take. huge difference. I don't think about it a lot. We hear it a lot about. Um, I think it's some organization in the UN or it might be Human Rights Watch, but they look at corruption in countries, and there is a level mm-hmm. at which. And the biggest thing is that well, letting laws go 
It's a social culture. Mm -hmm. Every country is America. Uh, most of these laws, we do not, we are draconian. We have a gigantic, I mean, I don't know how many people you imprison in India, but I bet it is absolutely mm -hmm. per capita dwarfed by America. We love to spend a yes. lot of money jailing people mm -hmm. for fucking anything. If you get on the wrong side of the law, <laughs> you're going to jail mm -hmm. and in, probably you're going to go to prison if we can do it. And mm -hmm. so we, we are America since it's very beginning with the Puritans has been very big on law and order. Mm -hmm. And we remain big on law. We like punishing. We like catching people mm -hmm. committing crimes and we like punishing them for it, for their moral terror. So that, that, that is where, you know, I become a proud Indian <laughs> because you know, in India, what happens is, you know, let's say you have yeah. a complaint against me. You go to a police station, you say, you know, like this guy did so okay. and so and so and so, right? Cop, even before filing an FIR, um, you know, the first investigation report, um, what he does is, you know, he will call me and he will have a face to face with you and me, you know, and the cop will f try to find an amicable solution even before filing the case. Yeah, that's it. What is wrong with you? How can you live in a world like that? Don't you want <laughs> the person, the cops to go bang on their door? And drag them away in handcuffs? What is wrong with you? Yeah, here only terrorists maybe <laughs> <laughs> and big criminals get dragged away like uh, that. Yeah, we are we are big on that. Yeah, yeah, here and also uh, you know like in India, this is a fact that I'm always yeah. proud of. You can hassle with the cop. You you could literally swear at him like you motherfucker, you bitch, whatever the fuck you want to say to him. You know, and the consequences are, are not as harsh as United States. Oh, no question. In fact, my one of my favorite characters, have you, there's a character, Eric Cartman on South Park. He had, I think mm -hmm. there are a couple seasons where he was this um, like highway patrol officer, but his thing was like, respect mm -hmm. my authority, respect my authority. <laughs> the cops are yeah. more and more less about community policing mm -hmm. and they've sort of taken the cue from the military and they're like, you need to respect mm -hmm. my authority. And then it's really weird because the cops think they're militarized and the cops think they're super powerful now. And then when I talk to the people who've been in the military, they're like, cops are out mm -hmm. of control. Soldiers, he talks yes. about especially shooting. He's like, if I'm a soldier, I only, if I'm shot by, if someone shoots at me, I need permission from the person in charge mm -hmm. yes, to, fire to fire back. back. And when I'm done, yes. I need to be able to report where I shot my, in mm -hmm. what direction I shot my bullets and how many I think I did. Yes. How many cops you yes, we watch correct. it all the time. Cops in flooded residential areas from all directions mm -hmm. will fire into a house or shoot into <laughs> cars in traffic. Complete yeah, disregard yeah. for that. So they're like, they have the mm -hmm. guns in the military, but they're scared. Mm -hmm. Like they're in the situation where they're scared. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I know I went off my friend, uh, and uh, he he was serving in Indian yeah. Army, and um, you know during a practice yeah. session um, in the firing range, uh, he was ordered to fire. You know, of course, you know, for a, on a dummy, and um, you know I think he shot 64 bullets, where he only reported 63. The drill sergeant then told him to uh, you know go and look for that Holy one fucking crap. grass that he could not collect, and he had to search it for four hours, you know, because there are serial numbers and everything stamped on the bullet. So you had to pick your own fucking brass and he could not pick that for four or five hours. And he, he was punished and he was like fined um, be, because he could not be accountable for that one bullet. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think, uh, was it LAPD that removed 
to protect yeah. and serve from their uh, cars? It is. So here's the, so I'll criticize cops. In fact, I have a 14 year old daughter. My advice to her is definitely mm -hmm. avoid the cops. You call the cops if you have mm -hmm. to. If you are ever arrested or questioned, do not answer cops. Do not talk to cops. Just say you want a lawyer. Am I being detained? You cannot trust police officers to have your best interests at heart. Now, having said that, huge problem mm -hmm. with policing in America is that we, the government and the community have let go mm -hmm. on, we're not going to deal with mental health. We're not going to deal with drug use problems. Leave it mm -hmm. to the cops. So the cops are going to have to deal with the homeless. The cops should not have to deal with the homeless. The cops should have to deal with the mental health, mm -hmm. with mentally ill people. Mm -hmm. The cops should not have to deal with mentally ill people. Drug use. It is not yes. the cops' jobs to try to wrangle your drug users. It's just not. They are given impossible jobs out in the community. And then mm -hmm. they're asked to do too many yes. things they shouldn't be responsible for. So, yeah. Yes. So in India, you know, like there is not one police department. So the, in every city, there is two police really? departments. So one is the traffic mm -hmm. police that will look after traffic and, you know, roads and everything. One is a civil where any other matter like criminal or any okay. issues, they, they uh, come up with it. And then we have, uh, um, you know, the investigation bureau, which look after the, you know, investigation of crime and you know, any large scale okay. crimes. So workload is pretty much, you know, distributed. Right. Whereas in United States, the same cop is pulling over someone and the same cop is fucking firing in a school. Like it doesn't make uh, sense. Yeah. We also have the same, we also have the situation where there's local cops. There's um, yes. sometimes county sheriffs as we also have traffic uh -huh. officers like highway patrol. So those are just traffic cops or meter mm -hmm. mains. In addition, we have state police and federal government. So the mm -hmm. FBI is out of Washington, DC. That is mm -hmm. the federal government who's investigating serial uh -huh. killings and interstate kidnappings. So yeah, there's this uh -huh. wide range of agencies from bottom to top. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But yeah, that's what like, I am very proud of Indian police. You know, they have their own uh, issues, but you know, our issues are not as bad as <laughs> US is because our issue is being with inefficiency and all these things, right. leniency, you know, we, we because it's very rare that, you know, if, if a guy dies in custody, you know, while examining the uh, a witness right. or something, that becomes a national news. It's not taken lightly. Um, you know, if, if there is death in prisons, that's also a very big no-no. But you never hear cops killing someone unless, you know, he has like fucking 40 murder case on him. That is like 40, um, you know, 40, 50 people he so has killed. In, in He's a very in India, guy. people don't get pulled over for a broken taillight. And then because the person is belligerent or whatever, somebody winds up getting scared. Dude, you could drive, you could drive with no fucking headlights <laughs> and taillight. Okay. With four punctured right. tires. Okay. With no fucking engine, no one is going to Okay. Talk I have a question. Apart from. A, a question about mm -hmm. that. That's interesting. So uh, whatever, mm -hmm. unsafe driving or something. How do you, re inside the mm -hmm. society, how do things get resolved when whatever, my dad's a drunk driver or my dad never takes care of the car uh -huh. and then he, he smashes uh -huh. into a busload full of nuns. Does the community take care of that? Uh -huh. Who? What happens to that? Where does the punishment go? Where does the money go? Who pays the fam the nuns' families or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it depends on the okay. severity of accidents. If it's just like, uh, you know, like fender bender, then it's just community, you know, beating the shit out of guy okay. and taking money and fixing the problem.
<laughs> but if it if it's uh, uh, you know like little bit serious where a person was injured or whatever then it totally depends on the people who have suffered because many a times you know you see that a person was walking and you know he got sure. hit by a car but um, you know he broke his hand or leg or whatever right but if the car uh, driver you know comes forth and says you know it, it's my fault i will take care of your medical bills or whatever is your loss then you know it does not go to cops okay we do know as you identified the law america as a mm-hmm. is really big on the law and we're very litigious so in every situation businesses individuals mm-hmm. organizations are doing everything they can not to be sued. So we spend all a lot mm-hmm. of our energy, a ton of energy, either trying to avoid mm-hmm. going to court litigation mm-hmm. to have somebody sue us, or we are suing uh-huh. somebody else. So if I go to your house uh-huh. and I trip on something mm-hmm. and I break my leg mm-hmm. and you say, well, I think that was yes. your fault. I'm boom, I'm suing you. Uh-huh. Got it. You know why you people have <laughs> no, that problem? why do we have that problem? because your your courts are way too fucking efficient. Oh shit, you that was the thing about that corruption thing too about how good your courts yes. are. People decide whether to go mm-hmm. that route or not. Yes, that's that's you your biggest problem. Courts, less efficient courts. Dude, in India let me tell you, I have my property, I have my ancestral okay, yeah. property. Okay? That currently in is in litigation okay. between me and um my uncle's okay. son. And it started when I was around 15 year old. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. Okay. And currently I'm, tw- I'm currently 26. Has anything, have significant things happened in the court or has it no. sat on the docket for more than 10 years? No, the case is running okay. still. It's like 11, 12 years. And if I wanted to, I could stretch it up to till I'm 50. <laughs> okay. I see the difference. <laughs> It is an incentive yes. to figure out how to do it yourself. Now, there's a problem in America because we are a, a Wild West independent group and we believe in protecting our own property rights. So if you... Yes, but you you, you are a Sioux land, right? Like anybody can yes, sue Yes, that anyone. is correct. There's very few people. Um, yeah. Again, police officers <clears throat> in many cases are protected. The government is protected from being sued in some cases. Um, but in general, we everybody sues everybody. We also believe in taking, so if the court doesn't do it, the danger is Mm -hmm. I'm going to get, if that case doesn't come up quick enough, eventually you and your relative are Mm going to get into an altercation and one of you is going to blow somebody's brains out. So that would be the Uh risk in America if the law doesn't do it. That exists in India. Okay, well, you take the law into your own hands too. (laughs) Okay, yeah. That's the first route. So, you know how uh, a mafia is there yes. in your country? So, there are people uh, in India, right? Especially when it comes mm-hmm. to assets like land, property and all these things. So, let's say me and you were yeah. blood brothers and, you know, our father had 100 hectares yeah. of land. But you're like, you know, like, fuck you, I'm going to right. keep the 100. I'm going to call a guy, okay, who is going to come and mediate. So, what he will do is he will give you, let's say, 40 hectares. He will give me 40 hectares. The remaining 20, he's going to keep it as commission. Okay for broken the fucking peace. So either you can go through that way or you can go, you can do that Dude, dumb shit that I did we go to ha- court. We have the exact same so we have the exact same thing only your guy your guy is a uh-huh. criminal who does that. We have legal people um, he is not a we criminal. Have dudes called that's what a lawyer does. You for instance when I had yeah. the divorce with my wife 
Um, we were amicable mm -hmm. and wanted to, our focus was on our kid. We went to a mediator and mm -hmm. we did not both get lawyers, lawyer up and go to court because that costs a lot of money. So there, I guess, if you could have worked, if Dude, you could have worked it out with your relative, mm -hmm. you both could have gotten 30. Yeah, but but the thing is that mediator did not threaten okay. you with violence, All is right. it? <laughs> okay, right. That is well, not, and neither do lawyers. Lawyers, but you have to pay lawyers. If you mm -hmm. if you two could have figured it out, you could have avoided the cost of the meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could have saved yes. twenty hectares, but because you know, like that brother wanted to be an sure. asshole. Yeah. Now you know, <laughs> guns blazing had to be involved in it. That is it. Do they have a word? What do they call those people? Are they called mediators? What are they called? Yeah, they're called as bahubali. Bahubali is like the. It's like. It's like very uh, powerful okay. person. So, you know, they might be uh, community leaders, okay. um, these people. We have, um, yeah, the other, pro uh, probably it sounds like in India, still has a strong mm -hmm. family and community bonds. Whereas in America, we do not, those do not, except for small towns, which are dying in the rural middle. You talked about mm -hmm. urbanizing way at the beginning of this, the problems with urbanization and the problems it causes. One of the problems it causes is we do not know our neighbors mm -hmm. and we don't have bonds with these people. Mm -hmm. And so we have to hand over all our power to the police and the lawyers to mediate these things mm -hmm. for us because we can't mediate them because we don't know these people. They're not connected to our circles. Mm -hmm. So it's a big problem. Got it. Dude, I don't know whether about, about you, but you know, my, my typical dream is to, you know, like go to the middle America you know, like buy shit yeah. of land and just retire there. Do it. It's so cheap, man. Yes. But, but my country is <laughs> cheaper right now. <laughs> no, that is true. And you said, you talked about this on the other podcast. I mean, you love where you live yes. too. You love the place. You love the Absolutely. Weather. Like I could not replace this with anything, but if I had to replace it, yeah. this with something I'd like, I'd, I'd pick like something like, you know, like North Dakota or, you know, like uh, Minnesota, all these places. I absolutely fucking love them. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, is it the is it the idea of you can absolutely if you just leave the cities and go out to all kinds of big stretches, mm -hmm. you have all the privacy and solitude. Yes, and also I I, I have seen like un countless videos of um, Middle America. I'm not talking about vlogs. You know, I'm I'm talking about the reality of it, like how day to day works and all these things. And right. I feel like that that's a society I could belong to. Um, because I could at least, you know, like be peaceful there. You know, I think, yeah. you know, like because in cities, you know, there are there are more pussies than actual gangsters. You know, like, um, you know, people yes. will threat you, but they they couldn't do shit now. <laughs> but you know, when people are really armed, like as you said, strapped, they they really don't uh, pick violence as their first option. You know, they're very considerate about it. Uh, that is the argument Texas makes for when they say everybody should have a gun and in rural areas where you're by yourself and the cops mm -hmm. would, it would take an hour to get yeah. to you or half an hour to get to you. You have to have a gun. Like I've told people, I would rather be mm -hmm. around, um, responsible gun mm -hmm. owners loaded up with yes. guns who are responsible, good people than I would around a place where the only people mm -hmm. who have guns are the police. Uh, yes. I, I just, and don't. I'm the police uh -huh. and the criminals. And I'm Indian and I fucking agree with you. Like, <laughs> in your country, those people who say ban guns are the dumbest piece right. of shits ever. Like they do not understand what the <laughs> fuck they are talking about. Seriously, but, dude, it's it's like but, this, right? It's like you know, like all the cars should not have locking systems. 
you know because if there are locking systems there are thieves yeah fucker but if you remove right. that ability to lock your car then there is going to be more theft you know it's it's that simple and people are like you know uh, there there needs to be stronger background profile checking and all these things yeah that that makes sense but saying you know no no guns like, the fucker you talking about right like it, this is the statistic that i saw that you know like there are more guns in united states than people yeah yeah then really how right. the fuck are you going to bat it dude like come on in you know in <laughs> in right. india it is um it is very hard to get firearms very hard you need to have an you know, threat on your life or you need to be a social like person very famous person to get a gun do the standard do the community not the so the civil criminal mm-hmm. cops not the mm-hmm. traffic cops but do they no. walk around with a gun no. at all times oh, oh, uh, okay. so every every area has a, a station police station so the mm-hmm. only ins, uh, there will be an inspector uh, like that's the main guy is he's like the sheriff of the town only okay. uh, of that particular area only he will have a pistol it's like 0.38 caliber that to a fucking useless gun like and um, how he needs to get clearance how bad from, is um, you know like the dgp uh, di- direct yes. directorate of uh, general police to fire that weapon he cannot just fucking pull it out and just go lady gaga over it in general how bad and wherever you mm-hmm. live how bad is a worry is theft that somebody very can leave less. something out they'll very take less. it okay uh very less because you know theft happens but you know like uh, very rare actually very rare i mean if you if you know certain people you know that the item that has been uh um, you know like stolen it will be returned yeah. don't worry about it like that kind of thing <laughs> if you... uh that's a bit like it sounds like kind of like you know american mm-hmm. suburbs where you know there's relatively hard working people living mm-hmm. in there and if something gets stolen oftentimes it's not one of your neighbors who stole it it's somebody who came in yeah you know somebody who came into the neighborhood specifically uh-huh. for that but he, here we have night guards like they're called as gurkhas they just do it mm-hmm. voluntarily they will just uh, uh patrol the area in the nights oh. um, like you pay them like fucking 20 cents in a month or something like right. nothing amount but you know they will just give you petrol and uh, beats and they usually know who are the fucking crooks are so if they are in the right. area you know they will start yelling jaagte raho which means you know keep waking up you know don't sleep kind of thing if they think there is a danger or anything so it's like that i think there's this idea in america mm-hmm. that we want there to be we want there to be equal we want there to be equality under the mm-hmm. law so we want everybody to be treated equally under the law and therefore i think we try to avoid a lot of conflict between people so people taking care of it mm-hmm. themselves and yeah i feel like that's really once upon a time we had the wild west and so there was vigilante justice and we leaned away from that and in most cases it's not the community that's policing in any way so there's no shame there's no people fixing the problems themselves a lot of it today is you are expected to hand it over you're expected to call mm-hmm. the cops call yeah. lawyer call the cops it but not, in india the thing is you know like if there is any altercations you know you hit my vehicle yeah. or something it gets physical very right. quick like it does not take a lot of time okay as in people get mad and start punching each other in the yeah, street yeah they will just start you know <laughs> fucking swearing at each other and you know right. it does not take a lot of time to raise the temperature and you know beat the shit out of each other that's why you know i openly say you know i carry a bat in my uh, car you know like yeah any any time i'm like yeah pull up bitch like i want to <laughs> light you up kind of thing 
you, you would, the average in America is yes, two people crash into their cars and they get out and maybe somebody's mad or, uh, but people, you know, are you okay? Let's call our insurance. All the bullshit is <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. People just take care of it right then. I'm mad. Yeah. You're mad. Let's yeah, but it. it's like you know, like okay. uh, sometimes you know, it's like if it's my fault, I'm going to get out. I'm going to say, hey, you know, like fucking chill. You know, I got insurance. I'll cover you. And you know, most of the times they're like, yeah, whatever the fuck, man, fuck off. Like, it's like that. <laughs> but if that guy is not does not have insurance or you know, like he wants to escalate the issue, then people will right. people are ready to escalate it. You know, like. I I know my uh, you know female friends carry pepper uh, pepper spray in, in their cars, you know like if the shit gets hot just light it up you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then also if these things flame uh-huh. up a lot like two guys have a fender mm-hmm. bender, and they there's some punches mm-hmm. thrown, typically they're not fighting long enough to kill anybody. No, it's not even like two minutes of yeah. fight because people are going to immediately come in there and stop it. I got you. Bystanders roll yeah, yeah. in and create yeah. a crowd. And, okay. But but if if a guy ha, uh, you know is being extraordinary an asshole, you know the crowd will yes. take action too. You know they will also bomb their hands up. Like. <laughs> that, that also happens here. Yeah. And you know yeah, this cra- PDAs, that crowd justice stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, as much, you know yeah. like public display of affection, like that also is a bit serious here. Mm-hmm. You know you can of course you can fucking uh, kiss on the cheek, you can hold hands and do all this shit. But sure. uh, you know, getting intimate and all these things, people will light the fuck up, you know, like very quickly. <laughs> you know, a, a woman will be safe, but the boy is about to be like whooped, absolutely. Right. That is, it is very interesting. See, it's like, um, it's a bit like the small town, the small towns that are kind mm-hmm. of dying and it's turning into the cities. That happens a lot in the small towns where everybody knows each other, and there's certain things you're. It may not be against mm-hmm. the law, but you're not allowed to do it. And you will be yelled at or pulled apart or somebody's going to get beaten up. But that happens so less in the city. It's just stranger on stranger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't. Yeah. People just don't. We're just, dis- it's disc. it's very socially disconnected. Yeah. Here also, like even today I had a fender bender. Um, <clears throat> so I got out and, you know, the bus driver also got out and I was fucking ready yeah. to go. And he was like, you know, like it's, it's my fucking mistake. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, whatever the fuck, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like you have the in america like hey you scratched my uh-huh. bumper this is insurance or we're calling mm-hmm. the cops yeah actually uh, that fucker um uh, he he ripped my uh side mirrors uh panel that's going to cost me like oh, uh, you know like 500 rupees like it's not that much of big amount you know it's like what like five six dollars fix but i was fucking mad you know i was about to take money from him but it was like you know like yeah it's my fault it was also raining so i was like yeah whatever the fuck man fuck off like kind of thing but that's very common here you know people just uh when stuff happens and people mm-hmm. screw up um if they have if i don't they have a little hot altercation yeah. or somebody apologizes and they yell at each other and then they call it done they don't take it to court they don't necessarily exchange so stuff just if i bump it if i cause you a problem if i cost mm-hmm. you money in america if you cost me money there's this general feeling like you owe me mm-hmm. that money if you did something that cost yeah. me, you owe me. So it's not it. that bad here. You know, like if you okay. just uh, scratch my car a little bit, you know, and you are very apologetic right. and you're very honest about it. And sometimes, you know, people straight up say, bro, I don't have any money. I'm fucked. You know, and then they're yeah. like, you know, like whatever, bro, like just fucking leave it. Like forget it. <laughs> yeah. 
it's not you know it there, there is never a case where you know like people are like you know what you scratch my fucking vehicle i'm going to take you to court because the, okay well what would be the point they're going to be in they're going to be in court for 10 years yeah I don't and go also you'll sp- you will end up spending so much money and you, because yes. in co- in court what happens is you have to appear Sure. then you you have to take leave from your office yeah and in you know in india if you go to a manager and say i have to go to court they're like what the fuck did you do whom did you kill <laughs> <laughs> you're like no no i got a little fender yeah. better and somebody scratched my car and they're like what the fuck yeah i mean then they will be yeah. doubtful on you you know they will do a background check once more you know and then you are just screwed like people don't want to do it i told you right my own case it's it's, it's been 11 years yeah. I mean, my dad passed away and then, you know, this case happened. It is still there, dude. Like, and if, if I don't press now, like if I don't ask my lawyer to f- close the case quickly, it can't go until my son is like fucking 40 years old. Like that's like another 100 years. What in this case of this land, is this land you live on or is it land that's it, It's vacant. It's vacant. And it's not okay. even that much fucking big. It's, it's a very small, small piece of land. Imagine who wh- I'm curious who owns it's kind of hard like what is ancestral family who owns ancestral land that's been so there it's like my grandfather owned which was split to my father and I you know my uncle and my uncle was the asshole who said you know fuck off I won't give it to you and you know oh, he uh, and we lost the case against him and he passed away <laughs> now his son is fighting <laughs> So he said he didn't want to. So it was split between you, your dad and your yes. uncle, and it was split between the two yes. of them. And then the uncle said, "I don't want yeah. to share it." And it's been eleven years. Why? I'm always curious. I mean, you don't know, but I wonder why. Like, it's clear that the it's clear that it's split between us. Why would one person decide I deserve? You know, it? ego and you know, being just an asshole. You know, okay. it provides some people some happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Being an asshole provides yeah. happiness. You're right. It does. I see that on Reddit. I can't. I'm really going to. I'm going to have to give up on Reddit. I did find good guests just like you mm-hmm. did sometimes. But I just. The place is just so dumb. And it's just so much. Oh, yeah. I guess I, like I, I literally forgot. Asshole behavior. I literally forgot. You know, the, there was a guy. I want to shout out his fucking username. I'm just pissed at him. You know, I put out a post <laughs> looking for guests. Because for this month, I had okay. very limited like eight guests. I was like, you know, like if you sure. want to come. And he was like, you know, I'm interested. And. We even fixed up a date for his release and I blocked that particular date. I was like, okay, for this episode, you're going to be my guest. And I don't know why after like 30 minutes, I I was like, uh, just let me know your time zone. And he was like, you know what, dude, like, just let it be. I'm not interested. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? (laughs) Uh, I had, um, I had a long stretch where I only had one person ghost me. But out of the four people, mm. I think I got four guests that I was interested uh-huh. in. Two of them ghosted uh-huh. me on, uh, they just didn't show up. And then they didn't respond to any, one person rescheduled shit. Oh my God, my training got mm-hmm. all busy. I th- I just think you go and get a guest mm-hmm. on Reddit. These people aren't that, ser- they're just random people. So they're not that serious about it. But just like we set up a time, you just didn't show up. But then I mm-hmm. remember, I remember. Lots of people go through their life. I don't encounter them much, but lots of people go through their life setting mm-hmm. appointments and then not showing yeah. up. So I'm like, I guess that's what happened. Yeah, but I, I have had great uh, success in Facebook compared to Reddit, actually. Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, there is a group. I think I will just uh, email it to you. I, do, I don't know, dude. I, have, I, I don't. Do you have Instagram? Do you use it? 
So this is why I'm working with that business uh -huh. person. My number one problem with being an entrepreneur slash podcast host slash writer slash whatever mm -hmm. is I hate self-promotion mm -hmm. and I hate marketing. So I'm going to work with this uh -huh. person to come up with a marketing plan and execute it. But I, I social media, because it's so annoying, mm -hmm. it's full of such dumb comments and such peacocking. And it's just so much about mm -hmm. ego. Like I can't stand it, but I see how it's useful so I'm going to be forced yeah. to do it. So, so do you, uh, okay, I'll give you just a breaking news. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I do for a living? What What is your main okay. job? So my, my main fucking job is digital marketing. See, that's what okay. I mean. And I run a brand. Now you're going to hate me a lot for saying this. Okay. Because we have been okay. chit-chatting uh, for so long and I've not to told you this. You run a brand for uh, the military uh, industrial no, complex. <laughs> So I run a brand called as Socia Strat. Wait, can I look this up? What okay. is it? We don't have so websites. Okay, we, we oh. have a very exclusive clientele. <laughs> oh, I got That's you. why okay. I don't talk about it a lot. I mean, I don't promote it. Fair enough. So yeah, I run a brand called as Socia Strat, where we help mm -hmm. brands and content creators come up with social media strategy. So okay. I hope you don't hate me. Because I did not offer you. No, yet. I don't. So I'm terrible. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I don't No, I'm, I'm just bad at it, but I, I hate, I hate advertising, marketing and social media mm -hmm. in general, sort of philosophically. I, I don't like the idea of us spending all this uh -huh. time shoving ourselves in front of. Yeah. Other I mean, uh, uh, you know, our agency also, we also advise against ads. Like we are like, don't fucking run ads, dude. You could j just be organic. Oh. You know, you, should, you could just talk right. about shit and get people on. So right. if you want it, you know, just let me know whenever. Okay, I will give you one hour for free. Like just, just let's figure out what can we do with a Brendan brand. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm building, I'm just kind of locking down the kind of people I'd want to mm -hmm. look at. I'm gonna refurbish the website and then right, yeah, cause that, I mean, LinkedIn, I think a lot of the stuff I'll be doing is, um, again, the vision is I'd want to be a podcast host in every mm -hmm. industry and that means you know, I can't spend a bunch of time. I'm not barbers. Barbers surely have magazines and mm -hmm. websites and maybe some of them has a podcast and they don't want to do it or they don't like their mm -hmm. host, whatever, but I can't spend a bunch of, I'm looking for one in every place. So it seems like LinkedIn seems like a good spot to reach businesses, reaching mm -hmm. other businesses. But yeah, but I would say this Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Facebook and Instagram. That's the gold mine. Do you have to do both or just is one, are you a favorite, bigger favorite of one or the other? Facebook is better. But okay. if you want higher conversions, that means high, uh, you know, most people getting back to you, Instagram is better. Okay. Because in in uh, in Facebook there is a lot of noise. There are groups, there are pages, and all this bullshit. Yes. But in Instagram yes. there is nothing. It's just Brendan talking to Ganesh, like that simple. So it feels very per right. personal. God, I hate this shit. God mm -hmm. damn, I have to do this. Yes. Son of a Let us know. You know, because my staff will help you. Don't worry about it. You know, we will take care of you. <laughs> we will make you like uh, uh, social media uh, as a whole. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I have to end this episode. Um, yep. Thank you. We went way long. You're fucked. You're going to have to no, cut no, this no, up in some no way. Editing. Good luck. Godspeed. No, no editing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that one small editing in the middle, maybe somewhere about like 30 oh, seconds. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, where I had to turn my AC off. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like apart from that, no fucking editing, snows, uh, blurred words or bull all this bullshit. Um, 
So, okay. Brendan, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, BrendanHoward.Podbean.com. And hold on, I'm gonna, let me give you my uh, link tree. And also, uh, linktr.ee forward slash Brendan Howard. That's kind of where I'm clumping all my mm-hmm. stuff. So my link tree or my podcast. Got whatever. it. So guys, just go on to Brendan's podcast and find the opposite end of my podcast content because he's into very serious <laughs> shit and, you know, like character and philosophy and all these things, which I truly love to just to listen to but unfortunately my fucking chimp brain doesn't understand it so yeah please just go to his podcast and support him and i'm pretty sure by the time this episode is released and you are listening he will have his own instagram and facebook so i will leave the link in the description go there and spam likes and you know like just dm the <laughs> shit out of him that he has to delete that account so yeah please show him all the support he needs and yes if you have made it this far you are probably the Buddha of this this century um, because you have infinite amount of patience and concentration. Um, so yeah, thank you for making it to the end. And until the next episode, take care. Bye-bye.